Welcome to our Rollmaster actual play session. Twilights of the Old Order and Ain't No Place for a Hero are two campaigns currently co-joined set in the world of Thuranaki, the continent of men. The game system used in our game is Rollmaster Classic with a liberal inclusion of home rules. We hope you enjoy our story. And, as always, give a dice roll in your favour. This is episode 92 of Twilight of the Old Order and episode 70 of Ain't No Place for a Hero. The two parties are on a desperate quest to recover two more arcane lodestones, which they hope will lead to their escape from the strange, multi-dimensional place known as the In-Between. We pick up the story as, after much death, trauma and horror, the party have firstly investigated the massive strange glowing skull and then have started to venture down further to the depths of the Vault of the Righteous Wing. Hello, I'm Chris, otherwise known as GM Chance, and welcome to our story. On screen, you can see the very large collection of uh, characters that we have playing uh, in, our, in our session this evening. Uh, if you haven't already picked up, if you're a new viewer um, to our channel, uh, the reason why is we have two parties which have joined together. Two tales, two campaigns, and the, the stories in each have, have interwoven for a period of time. Uh, and in seconds, I'm going to ask the players to go through and very quickly uh, introduce the character or characters they are playing tonight. Um, just very quickly before I do, uh, off screen before before we click record as part of our, our intro to each session, we always go through um, either one, two or three kind of character development questions. Um, stuff about a character's backgrounds or their wants or their desires or their aims or their aspirations. Um, Previously, uh, haven't recorded those answers before because really didn't necessarily think that um, our viewers would be interested. However, uh, I popped a, a quick poll up on the um, uh, on the YouTube site, and by popular demands, um, you do want to hear. So uh, to uh, this evening, when each uh, each player introduces their character or characters um, that they're playing, they'll answer one of of three questions. The three questions are as follows. Is there any particular weapon, item, etc. that your character longs to find? Second question, where does your character feel the most at home? And the third question, which is kind of a double banger, is does your character care about how they're perceived by others? And as part of that, do they, how do they change themselves to fit in with other people? So three questions, and uh, each each player will choose which question they want to um, answer for their players, uh, for their characters. And starting us off tonight, uh, we're going to start with Mason. 
Mason, take it away, please. Um, kia ora. So I'm Mason, and tonight I'm playing two characters. Uh, the first is Demos. Um, so he's a big, bulky, beautiful mixed man, very kind and very soft, despite looking quite mean and hard. Um, he's currently out of action because he fell down a large slide and was knocked unconscious. Um, his question is, is there any particular weapon, item, etc. that your character longs to find? Um, he's always thought about an unbreakable spear because he has been through a lot growing up and they keep breaking and he'd really like one that wouldn't so he doesn't have to keep finding new ones. Um, and tonight I'm also playing Mithan. Um, so she's a tall, unattractive Northman. Um, she can be quite cold and callous but has a small connection with her team so tries her best to be a bit nicer to them um and her question is does your character care about how they're perceived by others and how do they change themselves to fit in with other people um she doesn't care about how she's perceived and she wouldn't make any changes to who she is or her morals excellent a pretty pretty easy question for me yeah <laughs> marvelous thank you very much mason uh graham let's go to you please Sure, starting in the Twilight Party, um, we have uh, Severin. Um, he is Severin Kydergaard. He is a uh, swordsman, as the name suggests. He's pretty handy with a sword. He's a sort of fully armoured warrior. Um, quite a charmer as well, and likes to fancy himself as a sort of a leader of men, uh, though he's probably in uh, sort of nascent stages of, of, of competence there. <laughs> Um, he, uh, in answer to our question, does your character care about how they're perceived and do they change themselves to fit in with other people? He is pretty mission focused, uh, I would say. He will certainly change the way he presents himself to further the party's goals and will lie to pursue those aims. But, uh, he's got a pretty, pretty good value system and with his friends and he's, he's a pretty sincere guy. He's very honest. And very supportive so yeah it depends who you talk to he's not rigid but um but he does he does certainly how he cares about how the party perceive him and, and, and friends and family for sure Kenya however um doesn't really care uh she you know at the, how she's perceived she speaks her mind quite openly um tends not to change herself that much she's pretty you know, uh, she is who she is, and so she potentially could say the wrong thing or react to something in, in anger quite quite openly. Uh, on the other side, Tenya, so I haven't introduced Tenya, she is uh, a fiercely attractive elf, uh, hunter. Uh, she is a poor little rich girl armed with a bow. Uh, she has stealthy thieving skills and... Uh, pretty adept hunting skills and she's particularly uh, effective with a bow turning to the other party who is joined with us at the moment the hero party we have neathanol and uh, neathanol is a magent which is a class that combines skill at arms with magic and uh, importantly uh, stealthy skills uh, she is also an elf um and as a complex personality with very strong religious beliefs, which we won't go into now. She, um, in terms of asking, uh, answering the same question, 
to those outside of the party, she takes a great deal of care how she is perceived. Uh, she's rather sly, and she will change the way she behaves to suit any given situation. And she will please whoever she needs to please, or cross who she needs to cross to get things done. Um, yep, so she'll be who she needs to be. If within the party, however, she's a bit more relaxed, to a degree, she's more herself. Uh, except she continues to mask her beliefs and some of her more questionable ethical choices would not be... Uh, the party would not be aware of them, even if we have spoken about them uh, outside of game time. Um, she's accompanied by Etienne, who is a paladin, or, or as we, he is known in this game, a genitrist. He is a fully armoured holy warrior serving uh, the goddess of love, Aphrodite. He's quite an extreme personality, speaks in verse, utterly driven in his cause to spread the word of love. Um, an interesting character. He is an absolute charmer, but not insincere. Uh, he is absolutely himself all the time, which I can imagine would be quite tedious. Um, he doesn't care in the slightest what people think of him. This is who he is. This is what he's about. This is what he's doing. And he's absolutely on a mission from Goddess. Uh, and will continue to, to do so until he drops. Marvellous. Thank you very much, Graham. Uh, Anthony. Right. <clears throat> me. Uh, kia ora, everyone. Uh, tonight I am playing my character, Eskel. Um, or Eskelion is his full name. Um, he's a tall half-elf warrior mage who comes from a port city and his favourite weapon is his chest trusty cutlass. Um, which leads to um, is there any particular weapon item that Karen longs to find? And yes, he'd love to find a ornate or bejeweled cutlass. Uh, that would be his prized possession. Um, also tonight, I'm uh, filling in and uh, running Aiden's character, Grey. Um, he's a silent, rugged, muscular, and handsome half-elf beastmaster who's very in tune with the wild. Um, and uh, that uh, is um, where does character feel the most at home, and that is in the forest. Excellent. That's uh, great. Thank you very much, Anthony. Uh, we'll go to Stara next. I play <clears throat> Jada, who's a very tall Arab healer in her 20s. Um, the question is, where does your character feel the most at home? Jada feels most at home wherever her prayer mat is. <laughs> and if she finally gets a horse one day, mm. she will use her prayer mat as a saddle. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm hearing um, a, a few like hints in the GM's direction coming through these items and wants. That's always good. Always good. Thank you very much. Uh, moving to... Uh, moving to Pete. Uh, kia ora everyone. Um, I'll be playing two characters tonight. The first one is Leif, and he is in the hero party. He is a also a half-elf, and he is also, um, as Haskell, he's also a warrior mage. Um, Leif likes to use his broadsword. Um, a uh, question about uh, him was, um, is there any particular weapon or item that he's longing to find? Yes, um, he longs to find uh, Bell Orac the Valiant's Ultimate Hex of Dispersed Wonder, uh, which is a book about wish magic. 
um, when he was a lot younger, uh, he sort of there was some travelling people who came through where he was living, and they engaged in this sort of wish magic, which is sort of sort of very basic enchantments, but they sort of are quite um, quite sort of special, and they've got a bit of a randomness about them. Um, quite accessible magic. Um, and this is actually what sparked his interest in magic and sort of set him on the road to becoming a warrior mage. So that's what he'd like to find. Um, the other character I'm playing is in the Twilight game, and that's Nicholas. He is a common man, and he is a mentat, which means he's a, a mentalist spell, mentalism spell, spell user. Um, question is, does he care about how he's perceived by others, and what does he do to change himself? Self to fit in. Yes, he definitely cares about how other people uh, see him, but motivated through uh, caution, because the world is full of people who just don't understand things the way he does. And his research into um, how mental trauma affects people's minds is quite a complex type of research. That when he's conducting his experiments into how traumatic events cause people's minds, you know, the effect they have on people's minds. Some people just don't get how important it is to do that and judge him for it. So he's had, he's learned that to sort of not come to people's attention and just not to sort of get into difficulties over his very, um, his very fair and moral beliefs about how to conduct this research, um, he has to keep a, keep a, keep a low profile, basically. He, he works very hard to not be noticed by people. Um, yeah, just just because they don't understand the importance of his work, really. Why do I have an image of a child with a petri dish pulling the wings off flies for some reason, Pete? That would be that would be not never animals, but you know, Human, humans yeah. are fair game. Okay, absolutely. Interesting. Doctor Death. <laughs> interesting. Uh, interesting. Okay, thank you. Um, and lastly, Alex. Kiora, I'm Alex, and I play Keros, who is a young North woman, um, very earnest, um, loves her animals, and just wants to save all the waifs and strays. Um, she's a weather mage, which means she uses the elements, um, particularly in battle, to her advantage and to help her team. The question is, where does your character feel the most at home? Well, before a few sessions ago, she may have said at the Cloud Club in the library and um, starting to learn all this magic. But as she's gotten a bit stronger and completed tasks along the way, she's finding she might be a bit more comfortable in battle than in peace times. And further to that, she might be discovering that she does want to choose violence. Interesting. So watch this space. Interesting. A bit of a personality change for Keros. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. Well met, one and all. Well introduced. So that's that's the party, folks. Um, and look, just a, a shout out uh, to our viewers. Um, thank you very much for your for your support. Some really really kind and generous comments coming through um, on the chat and um, Facebook and other places. And um, yeah, some interesting comments coming through. Uh, about some of the the, the story elements uh, too. Um, there's a reference to a cat shield and some other things uh, a while ago. So keep the comments coming, folks. And please, if you've got any questions about the game or if you want to know more, uh, we'd be very happy to share information about our story or rather stories. 
Okay, here we go. Um, we are jumping into uh, the GM and the map. Hopefully, you can all see that, guys. Gone once, gone twice. Yep. 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 Cool. Brilliant. Thank you. So, um, I always say I'm going to keep it short, and I really am this time. Uh, as a, um, a a very quick uh, summation of last time. Um, essentially, after uh, performing some healing on Askel, who had been very, very badly injured by setting off a, some kind of device or trap and getting a couple of crossbow bolts in the back, um, you investigated a skull uh, upstairs. You found uh, that it had some uh, those long poles could go into it, and you discovered that when you picked it up, it was very heavy to move. Um, uh, but it, it kind of gave off a noise when you when you moved it. Uh, but other than that, it didn't seem to do a lot. It still, by the way, never rested um, firmly on its base. It still hovers that you know a little bit, a couple of inches above above the ground. Um, after some some much needed rest and some much needed healing, uh, you steeled your nerves, or rather, Gray steeled his nerves, and he flew down um, the the ramp as it is now. See there on the map. We've actually got stairs there, but it is, you imagine the stairs are actually a ramp, so that's just a, it's where the stairs dropped down and formed a ramp, part of another another trap that you guys discovered, um, and straight into this yawning pit, the one that poor Demos um, fell into. Uh, coming to these set of double doors, um, Grey was able to just simply push them open. They were pretty wormy and bad, you know, bad and bad repair. There were quite a few holes in them. Um, they're quite flimsy because they were they were quite quite weak, um, and Gray hasn't fully he hasn't he definitely hasn't come fully into this uh, this room, um, but he's at least come a little way out and has poked his head around these doors. He's flying, of course, so he hasn't touched anything. Peering into this room, I'm just going to increase the light. I'm going to change the light just a smidge. Um, as mentioned, there is no external light here. In the in the first floor that you're on, there was that weird purple glow. Here, there is no light. So that would actually be kind of realistically what Gray could see. He does have Elven Vision, so he can see a bit better. And just simply for playability purposes, I'll light it up a bit more. So um, very, very long uh, room downstairs, a massive cavern of rock here, uh, a door here. Here, 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 and these double doors, they are open on the map, but they aren't actually open. Um, from what Grey could see from peering around these doors, um, he could see the bottom of these doors have been smashed or bashed open, so they're kind of half open. The top of them is closed. Um, in here, there are a number of statues that you can see. Um, Winged, winged people with spears down here. There's all kinds of rubbish and detritus and stuff that you can see on the ground. Um, Gray. Uh, and probably the, just the very last thing you ended on last session. You, you, Gray has a very good nose and he thinks he must be dreaming because he thought he caught just a whiff, slightest hint of perhaps incense. And... Um, and again, he, he thought his ears were deceiving him, but he, he almost heard he thought, thought he heard just a, the very faintest of very, very, very distant singing. 
um, this room. So that's where we're going to start. It wasn't super fast, but that was probably the fastest I think I've been. We're going to have it at grey at the doorway. Um, the rest of the party uh, are up on um, the first level, looking down this ramp, 40 foot down this ramp towards grey uh, at the bottom. Um, are there any qualifying questions before I start the game? Anything that I've explained, anything that people need information on? Oh, okay. Go in once, go in twice. Cool, let's start the game. So we'll go into not not rounds, which are the 10 second chunks in a, in a tactical situation, but turns. So basically just describing to me what your characters do. Um, and if they don't do anything, don't feel any compulsion to, to, to make something up. Um, I guess we start probably with Grey. Uh, Grey, what do you do? Uh, so he's not actually in the room, he's just outside it. Well, he's. Um, I, I've, I've said he's probably poked his head around to get that amount of information, but at, right now, yes, he's come back a bit and he's currently over the pit, yes. Um, so the, the pit's uh, in front of him as in facing away, is that correct? The pit's right, the pit's right here. So the stairs... Get a better view of this, yeah, there we go. So the stairs aren't stairs, they're the slope. So that's the... Yeah. That's the, the 40, 40 foot slope and your companions are back up here at the top of the slope looking down at you. Um, the, the slope uh, doesn't have any kind of ledge, it does in this, in this view, but it actually in reality it doesn't. It just goes straight down into a pit which is around about 40 foot deep. And that pit also goes directly up to the door. Okay, so, so Gray's not actually in the pit? No, 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 he's above it. Okay, cool. Um, so he's still flying, hovering then? Correct. Right, gotcha. Um, I think he would just go in, a, in far enough across to, to touch down um, on the other side of the door. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, then he would... Um, Put his foot yeah. down on the ground? Um, no, I think he would just hover and just okay. see what he could see. Um, but yeah, as it, and so it, it enjoyed, he'd be trying to do a quick recce and then um, signal to the um, rest of the party whether it was safe to come down or not. Okay. Could you, uh, yeah, give me a perception roll, please? <clears throat> Last time. Ninety-two. Two. Unfortunately, of course anything uh, two just for our viewers sake but for roles plus thing, thank you for roles that characters don't understand or sorry don't know what they're rolling for so in other words in this case trying to gain information you have a, a the GM has a table which flips the numbers so the role that um, gray rolled which is a very high role in this game a 92 could be um, a seven uh, in reality, or plus. Sorry, what was the what? Uh, plus thirty-seven. Yep. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, Gray, you... Um... Definitely a, a whiff of incense. And, yeah, just for a second or so, you hear... Um... Distance... And just fades off, and it's coming. It's coming from this direction over here. But other than that, nothing, nothing stirs in the room. And you have come down with with light. Um, your elven eyesight can see kind of most of the room, half elven eyesight. But nothing, nothing has happened. Nothing has moved. Nothing has changed inside the room. Okay. Um, yeah. You. So he would move back to by the doorway and, and then um, probably land and then probably signal to um, uh, everyone. Where, uh, where, uh, where does he land? Uh, yeah, there's about there. Right. Cool. All right. Uh, so turning to his companions, he does or says what? Um, <clears throat> he just called out. Um, it appears all good. Um, come down. Okay. For the remainder of you up, 40 foot up, looking down the slope. Ray's now disappeared. You're back, coming back up in Westron. Um, what do you do? <clears throat> Quick question. The open pit. Hmm? How wide is it? <clears throat> 10 by 10. And 10 by 10. Among the detritus, obviously, there's quite a lot of damage upstairs. Is there a door that we could lay across it successfully, in your view? I'm uh, the reason I'm considering this is uh, <clears throat> if we need to get off out of this floor in a hurry. Um, you know, we don't know what we're walking into. Uh, it might be as well to uh, drop a rope down the passage and, and put something over the pit. Any thoughts there, people? Yeah, we need some yep. rope. There was some Good rope idea. in that, that other room. Rope. <clears throat> We've got rope. rope? rope. Okay. okay. It's yeah. we several of us have got rope. It's just uh just if we wanna consider that as a backup might be wise. Yeah. Ten foot ten foot door is quite big, but yeah, I think that's definitely a good idea. I can uh, I can fly now, so I can take you know, if we have to, I can take two people, I guess. If we have to escape. One, two but not everyone. Is uh, in um, our approximation, was there a door among the detritus that sure. would suit the purpose? So, as Pete as Pete said, um, a ten foot door is pretty big. That said, uh, there was there no, there were sets of bars mm. that were bigger than ten foot. Uh, I don't believe there was a door. Could you give me give me a roll? Um, I'm gonna say if there's. Uh, 30 or under um, there's something probably cumbersome and heavy but something that you could potentially drag down to stretch across don't forget though that you've got a just to, to explain the scene again you've got if you can see the camera for a second this is where being <coughs> in the room is really tricky you've got a slope that comes directly whoops where's the camera there's the camera um, you got a slope that comes directly down and then just drops straight into the pit so you yeah need, no you, yeah you need mm. to stick something across 
it's up to you how you do it but but there's nothing to anchor it there's no lip to catch the edge of an object going across the pit just as a head yeah it would have to be anch anchored on the uh, by the door yes <clears throat> but um i rolled a 75 so it's possibly academic yeah sorry nothing no either but no bits of woods or just nothing around there's lots of stone but nothing nothing else i still think it's worth dropping some ropes um down the passage yeah, if agree. we can secure them at the top possibly two uh <clears throat> can you get two characters abreast on that's that yes form stairwell formerly formerly yes. a stairwell yep. and in our estimation how difficult would it be to climb back up with a rope um it it would require probably three three rolls um it's pretty it's reasonably steep but but aided with rope you could probably do it in either a medium or a hard you reckon not by no means impossible and and don't forget a medium or a hard um in this game there are some there are some maneuvers that are all or nothing so you know you roll the dice and you either jump the pit or you don't jump the pit there are some maneuvers where so long as you don't fumble them that you just don't make much very much progress so even if it was a hard maneuver for example you may only make a, a few feet but it's not like you necessarily have to fall down so you, you might just go a lot more slowly so doable and certainly with a rope you could do it um and there are very four i don't know if you remember the previous map but there were two uh, very large statues of of women in cowled hoods with wings on their backs um and they have enough stonework around them to uh, plenty of places to secure very very securely um a couple of ropes cool okay we'll do that then if that's all right <clears throat> does anybody have um rope mastery or know much about uh Nathanol does right could you give me a couple of um you're putting down two ropes or one that's uh, if everyone's in agreement. Sounds absolutely good. sounds good. Yep. Okay. Thirty-two. Okay. And, and thirty-six. <clears throat> Thirty-two and thirty-six. And what's her skill with um, rope mastery, please? It is plus sixty-six. All right. I mean, yeah, she thinks she's tied a, a two pretty good knots. So, um, the, ro the ropes rope are a hundred foot. Um, the slope is forty foot. Uh, the gap at the top between the statues is about another ten. So, um, basically, half the rope would be going uh, down slope, and then you've got another 50 foot or so which either drops into the pit or does something else up to you um <clears throat> well we'd have to jump the pit so uh can anyone think of a good reason why we just shouldn't let it drape into the pit i'm not sure it would help it would it um let's cross the pit particularly unless we do something elaborate with it i reckon just drop it down the pit to contingency yep. yeah okay. i think we'll probably be getting down by float spells and fly spells would be yeah it was more going the other way it was yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> run away yeah <laughs> you know, nice positive uh, viewpoint but you know 
don't know what you're talking. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, do we have in the pit? Sorry, in the pit, Chris. Mm. Uh, if we chuck stuff down there, would it? Would that help in terms of um, if someone did fall down there? But it would, I mean, it was, I can't remember what the blades were like. Were they sticking out the side as well? No blades. No ah, blades. What was it? Just an just a pit, just uh, forty foot down, crunch onto oh, stone. Oh, forty foot. That's quite yeah. a lot. Yep. Yeah, Demos knows about that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, in the pit then, because I guess we could lower ourselves into that pit. Uh, That's 40 foot, it's quite a long way though, isn't it? Anyway, alright. Alright, there are now two ropes. Um, uh, Tanya thinks um, well tied at the top. Uh, they go down, all the way down the slope, and they're now dangling down, um, 40 foot down into the pit. What happens now? I could just say that whilst that was happening, Nicholas mm -hmm. would have offered, um, and it's definitely an offer, doesn't want to sort of take over and all whatever, but would offer to have the whistling invest investigate down there. Um, if someone wanted to cast a light spell on it, then he could perhaps... Yeah. Um, but don't, But if that's going to be taken away from sort of our party doing the exploring, <coughs> he doesn't want to do that, if he thinks it's better that we do it in person, but he's happy right. to have the whistling. Well, yeah, he'd, and he'd want to run that by um, Grey, actually. Grey feels that he'd want some company. Um, I think Gray Gray's all right. Um, he'll just wait for okay. the bottom of the party. He he'll just be there. Um, you know, obviously what? seeing the ropes come dro dropping down, so he knew, knows the party's up to something. So uh, Nicholas's question to him, Nicholas's question to him would be: Do you think it's safe <laughs> for Nicholas to explore that? What's down there with the whistling with a light on it? I I, I think Gray would suggest to wait till there's more people there because, well. It's a bit of catch twenty-two. Of if you send the whistling down, then Gray's kind of stuck on his own. If something was to, to come oh, out, he could fly back out though. True. Um, I think he's landed now, so you'd have to quickly recast. No, 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 no. The fly spell continues. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I think he'll just wait for everyone to come down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have to wait. Uh, Nick, so I just forgot. So Nick, if Nicholas was to summon the whispering now, he could then also fly down or do other things, and the whispering would just sort of pause, wouldn't it? Yeah, I th the conclusion. <clears throat> how we're playing it is, he needs to concentrate on it to move it, which gives yeah. him fifty percent action. Um, yeah. So yes, he would need to um, come back to it effectively. Yes, but, but if he wasn't to concentrate on use his full concentration for other things, it doesn't go away. It just sort of just waits around. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Cool. So dur during that time, he will summon it with full prep, and yeah, that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Give me a roll, please. Yep. Sixty. 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 Uh, that spell is successful. Cool. Uh, I'm not um, going to describe the whistling um, to our viewers. Our viewers can go and watch the other other sessions i'm sure i'll pick it up what happens please speak oh he'd just summon the whispering and he'd probably just it's got not got a light on it so he wouldn't ask anyone to put light on it just yet and he'd probably just go and send it down and have it wait whilst the rope's getting ready and whilst we're making plans he'd have it wait down with gray just because we're aware that sometimes stuff happens to people and so he does want to have eyes on gray okay 
Um, yeah. Oh. And he'd, he'd just sort of call that down to grey, the whistling's down there with you, but not doing anything. It's not going, it's, you know, it's just waiting with grey. Cool. Okay. Good. What happens now, guys? I guess, I guess uh, so, in the group we start talking about how we're going to get down, like a, a handful of flying or floating spells. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how many? It seems the most sensible way to avoid injury. Um, yeah, uh, Eskel's got high riding uh, spellers now, and Jada picked up flying as well. Although. Um, yeah, so there's options there. <clears throat> yep, I reckon. I reckon it's still logistically feasible for us to cast float on people and to have one person with fly to drag people. We've done it in the past. It's still a thing. <laughs> GM thinks you've been. I've been very generous with that in the past. I'm thinking about the escape from the. The, uh, the tower of the uh, oracle um, yeah I'd require a couple uh, no um, yes it is still feasible as long as you're roped together basically yep. or we could, actually we could hold we could all hold on to the rope and just sort of pay it out between our hands the ropes that are already there yeah that would probably work yeah <clears throat> yeah we just need someone to pull us over the final pit yeah so what happens well, uh, Nathan will start preparing. Yep. Plenty she's got wind. Well, she's got wind drift. Oh, pl plenty of time. Every, assumed everybody's prepared <laughs> while uh, Nathan's been doing rope things. So, um, uh, point of uh, cases, red guys, everybody's prepared. So, yeah, what happens? Okay, oh, we'll, we'll do it around. People are feeling shy tonight. I think. Well, who who are the spellcasters casting fly? First of all, I can do fly. Cool. Uh, who else? Um, Askel can do fly. So I can okay. Jada, but deeper for Askel to turn in level. Okay. Three. And how many are how many are floating other than the ethanol? Nicholas would like someone to cast float on him. And the, the other three characters I've got have no means either. So Miss I can Anne. do a few flies. Sorry, Mason. <clears throat> Sorry, no, I was going to say Miss Anne would need someone to cast something on her. I think for the purposes of keeping PowerPoint usage down, you know, a, a float will be fine rather than, you know, wasting additional flies on, on people who can just be pulled or use the rope, you know. Is that the same as levitation? Levitation. Lev Sorry, Greg. Isn't that just up and down? Yes. Up and down. Oh, I don't think I have float. No, I think that's on a different uh, different list to Lofty Bridge. Yeah, I've only got that one. You could use levitation because you're going to... That allows you to move up and down, but the horizontal movement is only possible through normal means, but of course you'll have normal means because you can use the rope. What's normal means? Just like moving, walking? Put against stuff. Ah, oh, Okay. I can do levitation at four or fly one at five. Um, I reckon, I reckon levitation is perfectly fine. And okay. Perhaps if she flies herself and does levitate on a couple of other people, that's what I reckon. Okay. 
with cat shield up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay. So I'll roll for me first, or do I cast on others? For, no, I have to do others first before me. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're casting fly. Oh, I can cast and be flying at the same time? Sure. Okay. Well, I'll do it on myself first then. Okay. Go for it. Okay. 44. 44 with prep, etc. That spell successful. Yep. Huzzah. Okay, I'll stay where I am. Will I keep going? Sure. Who need, so who needs levitation? Uh, Severin, Tony and Etienne, certainly. Okay, so Severin. 48. 48 is also successful. Okay. Etienne. 72. That's very successful. Huzzah. And who was your other one, Graham? Uh, Tanya. And Tanya. 50. Done. Thanks. Success. Okay. Is that it for Keros? Anyone else? Nathan, please. Okie dokie. <clears throat> was that last roll? Hmm? What was what? that last roll? What was that last roll? Se I've just rolled 71. Was my last roll? What was the last roll? <laughs> Does the GM need to go in and check the honesty of the player? Sorry. 50? Oh, oh 50. Yeah. It was 50. Oh, yes, it was. Sorry. Give me a roll, please. Eight. Oh, I just rolled 71, or do I need to roll again? No, roll again, please. Oh, so it was... Oh, okay. Oh, dear. 23? Hope for another hobbit. Mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> Don't laugh like that. <laughs> this is going to take. I've got cat shield. I've got cat shield up. <laughs> take a second. Uh, talk amongst yourselves, guys. Uh, GM's going to. Oh no. Going to have to check something. Oh, sorry. This could be the last time we speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice knowing you all. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So so early in the game. <laughs> well, it's going to come up quite a lot, isn't it? One in a hundred. I mean. Yeah, um, I think that uh, maybe Nicholas and Nathan or someone else can going perhaps seek float from Leif in the interest of saving powerpoints because he's not actually there. Yeah. Okay. Is he not? No, he's staying in the other room with with Demos and off soon. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't exactly need his PowerPoints. No, that would be really smart. Esquil could do, right? Yeah, but if it was... What, um, but what, what, what are we eating? Pete's Pete saying... Too much? Um, just two left PowerPoints for Esquil to do float, or three to do fly. 
eats, but, but Leif's not going on the mission, you see, so won't need them. Uh, Carol's has 72 power points. Ooh, but, she, but we don't want her running out. Mm. <laughs> no, she's got cat shield. She's not worried. <laughs> we're, we're oh, um, yeah, he needs to cast a shield spell. That, that, all these, okay. Well, well, just whatever. That was just an option. Um, well, I mean, uh, certainly, uh, if any, if 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 you vocalise that, um, Severin will think that's a really bloody good idea. Okay. Well, and would go, and would, and would go and would go and get it. Okay. Okay. Yep. And yep. Okay. Cool. So if, if they can go and get Leif, and if he can go and cast the spells, and then just go back to the room, go back to his room. So would that last one on Mythan have gone through because I rolled it after my 50 or no? Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say it did just because we'd, we'd played it. Because um, we had played it. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Sorry, but, I gotta say. No, hundred, hundred, hundred XP for honesty. Um, oh. Just, uh, just <laughs> while, yes, just while we're, um, just while the GM is doing this, uh, can you, can one of the one of the players, the GM's just doing something here. Can they, one of the players just talk to camera and explain what the story is with fifties, please? So was that 100 XP for everyone, you said? Because <laughs> uh, none of us were dishonest, so... <laughs> nice to write. Um, okay, no one's going to... All right. Oh, no, so... so the story with 50s is that um, actually in the session where we all got together in person, actually, um, the whole party was somehow whisked away into this, uh, this in-between place, which was rather disquieting experience. And... Um, one of the effects we found in this place was that random events happened and the way that's played out in the game is that whenever we roll a 50 chris looks something up on a, a particularly pleasant chart of his and it comes off the random event so we our characters don't know when they happen or why, what, what triggers them but for us it's when we roll a 50 and we've had a variety of things from i think a, a pig appeared a half naked halfling appeared and a pillar of a, like hundred foot pillar of burning fire that was sort of alive and tried to burn us appeared. So a bit of a variety and you know, random random stuff does does happen. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of fire, <laughs> uh, what are we going to do? We're going to spin. Well, we're going to spin this around so you guys can see the map, and we're going to do this. The, 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 the counters are in the in the room. But um, just keep it there for a moment. So up on the so a bit of horrible luck, but also some good luck for the party. So Keros, for what? For, I mean, you, you of course don't know you caused it. No one caused no one caused anything to happen. But just suddenly, out of thin air, there is this overwhelming. Um, uh, smell of sulfur and like re just reeking heavily um, stinking smell of sulfur and also 
There we go. That's what I'm after. Um, do we have a good? Um, and at the same time as you, your, your nostrils are just completely and utterly assaulted by this terrible, terrible odor. odor. There's the smell of, of something burning, and then there's this... And there's almost this audible kind of, kind of slap noise, and then something that wasn't there a second ago suddenly just appears. And what you see is this, and it's awful. Coming into chat now. What's a puppy? Description. Huge yeah. black wolf-like hounds um, Not a wolf. with fire and flame coming from its mouth um, and uh, it's just um, just suddenly erupts in, in, into being I mentioned a, f a minute or so ago that there was some luck and there was some unluck the unluck is this thing has just appeared good luck is where it has appeared about it, it literally just uh formed about 10 foot 15 foot no, i'm going to say 15 foot away from keros um and down the slope now normally that would have been stairs but of course there are no stairs there there is just the slope um and as this thing hits the ground it desperately starts uh, scrabbling and thrashing and pulling desperate to try to get up and either devour you or to, to gout flame at you or to do to do something um, utterly awful at you um, but despite its huge size and powerful nature this thing just doesn't manage to gain um, a proper grip on the ground and even even with it trying to leap with its powerful back legs up towards the landing, up towards where the majority of you are, um, it, it fails, despite making this horrible um, snarling, growling noise. And I'll make a couple of maneuvers for it to see if it does make it, but it's not looking good. However, it does, just as it arrived, um, let off a gout of flame um, and breathing frame up at some unfortunate victim who's up on platform above. Uh, for those that are up there, so presumably you make a call of who's still standing on that platform. Um, who who would still be there? Gray is not, but Severin. Oh, well, you, you tell me who's standing still standing on that platform. I would say that everybody but Gray is still there. You tell me. Even if we're flying or floating. Well, that's that's kind of your call. Um, if you've already if you've already um, cast fly on yourself, um, your your call. It's an honest it's, it's an honesty call. If you think you'll be flying and you would be standing there, up to you to decide. Well, yeah, she cast fly before she rolled the fifty. She, me. 
Would you? See and it? then, hmm? yeah. Sorry. Yep. But like, if I'm there, but in the air, is what I'm getting at. Uh, basically, I'm asking is, would you be a target for this thing? Would it be the people what, that um, drop the rope? It could be. I would say it would be anybody at the top of the stairs. Uh, because as yet, we, we've had some fly spells cast, we've had a couple of ropes um, thrown down, but no one yet has actually moved down into the room below. So I'm going to say, look, I'm going to move this through along. Uh, everybody, um, bar, um, bar... Gray. 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 So that is how many characters, please? Uh, so that's one for Askel two for Mithan, three for Jada, four for Keros, five for Nicholas. Uh, Leif isn't there, correct? Correct. Correct. Uh, neither, actually, neither is Severin, because he's gone to get him. Severin's gone to get him. Okay. Uh, plus Tanya, Neathanol, and Etienne. How many is that? Yep. yep. So how many was that? Two. Three, four, five, ten. Six, seven, no. Eight. 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 It is eight. All right. Um, roll in, in that order. Uh, can somebody roll a 1d8, please? Let's see who gets hit. <laughs> Smoke back around the corner. Nice try. Sorry. Who's rolling 1d8? <laughs> Who wants to take responsibility? Keros is taking responsibility. Yeah. 1d8 in that order. Well, I feel responsible with the 50, although I think Pete should actually be rolling. <laughs> I do. I definitely feel responsible. <laughs> I rolled a 5. What does that mean? Is that good? So 1 for Askel, 2 for Demos, 3 for oh. Jada, 4 for Keros, 5 for Nicholas. Oh. Oh, Nicholas! Seems like poetic justice, doesn't it? It's also eight o'clock. Also eight o'clock. <gasps> we're gonna roll this. We're gonna roll this attack, Pete. Oh. Well, I shouldn't have called out the fifty. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Lesson learned. All right. <laughs> You'll get extra XP later, though, right? You will. Obviously. You will. All right. Oh, and bonus XP for all the crits and damage. Um, here we go. Sorry, this is just, sorry. When it's uh, a non-plan for encounter, it takes the GM just a smidge of time. So just bear with me, folks. Here we go. Done. On. 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 Nicholas. Bang. <laughs> uh, it is going to be a. Directed spells, it's going to be a firebolt. Uh, and it's a plus that on you. Plus. Um, you don't have a shield. Better say you wouldn't have had a shield out. No, you wouldn't have. Okay, cool. He does have his DB. Um, so there's this blast of flame that hits Nicholas. Uh, do we have a sound effect for that? Do. No. Ow? Yeah, I think we do. <laughs> uh, Ooh, ow. Yep. Uh, 
and that hits you uh, for 10 in a B8 critical. It's 10, and the crit uh, is uh, pretty bad leg strike on you. No. Um, any organic? Are you wearing any organic leg covering? Uh, he would just be in his pants, so yeah. Okay, so your pants get the leg of your pants just goes up in flame, and um, as a consequence, Nicholas, uh, and are burning, and you are taking six hits around until extinguished. Um, it takes at least one round. You're stunned for three rounds, and you take another ten hits. So basically, Nicholas is on flame okay. at the top of the stairs. And taking six hits around. Um, as that happens, I'm, I'm going to say in the split second it happens. Realistically, no one was prepared for anything, so no one. I'm going to say a split second. No one gets a chance to to act. Um, this creature, as I say, appears mid-air. It drops down onto the stone. I'm going to say, um, in terms of a, a maneuver, or it to leap up. And its intention is to leap up. Uh, towards you and to basically try to utterly devour you um, but it's going to be it, it's it, it's already landed smack on the stone and it's as mentioned it's pretty steep um, yes the ropes are there but it doesn't have hands to grab a rope I'm going to say it's a sheer folly to do this and it's going to have to roll something pretty remarkable to leap up onto the platform otherwise it's going down 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 to exactly where Demos went um, and just for shits and giggles and dramatic effect, the roll is coming at you, RD100, coming at you right now. Coming into chat. Um, hi, and you and the rest of the characters and the GM story for tonight probably have a problem. If it's low, um, this thing, flame and all, is going down. Are we ready? Count of three. One, two, three. Um, this terrible beastie it, it lets out another gout of flame goes up, hits the roof cascades across the, uh, the, 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 the the stone vaulted roof of this thing it scrabbles again, I will actually give it one more maneuver because it's probably unfair for it just to get one it's going to have to roll something like a 90 that's no, a 29 um, and yeah there's this uh, horrible growling, snarling noise uh, and this ball of doggy and fire energy just plummets down and there's kind of a crunching noise as it lands down uh, in the pit down below. Ray, you can see peering in uh, that this thing, however, is still very alive and it's pacing, uh, you know, it's, it's dust itself off in a, in a second or two um, and these benevolent, benevolent, I should say, not benevolent, benevolent eyes, flame-rimmed, rimmed, just appearing back up at you. Gouts of flame come back up, but it doesn't appear as though its range is that far. Um, it's down in the pit. Uh, and it does decide to make quite a bit of noise. Does um, it want to play fetch with an ice ball? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Uh, ever let's see what this is? I don't know. Let's is find that Askel going out? Yeah, it's not happy down below. Um, right at the top of the stairs, uh, Nicholas, your pants are on fire. Stop, drop, and roll. Or help some, hope someone's going to put him out. Okay. Um, anyone? 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 Just looking. Just looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just looking. We're just uh, cloak on him. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'd, I, mean, I was just seeing if there's anything more sophisticated we had, but yes, it may come to that. Yep. Yeah, uh, any character near any of my characters, either Etienne or Tanya, would use their cloaks to help put out the flames. Okay. Uh, give me a. You've got considering you've got a lot of characters. There's a good chance that one of them is. Could you give me a, just a general agility roll to whip off a cloak and wrap it around uh, poor Nicholas, please? Uh, yep. All right, Tanya, I'll have a go. Uh, 82. 82. 82, that's fine. Yep, the, the cloak's off. And, um, yeah, Nicholas, you are much relieved. No longer taking um, six hits per round. But you did, that was probably another, well, at least another, well, no, it takes one round to do it. So one round to take the cloak off, kind of grab you two rounds. So another 12 hits down, Nicholas. Um, you're still stunned, um, Nicholas, for another 30 seconds, just kind of gaping, but you'll kind of come to. Um, what do you do? What What does the rest of the party do? So you're saying uh, it's, its flame weapon doesn't reach beyond the lip of the pit? You don't know that. Gray knows that. Okay. Uh, and what sort of assistance... Uh, is is so the flames are out on Nicholas. Yes, but he's stunned. Uh, I guess Tanya would ask Jadis if to give. Could you give him a look over? Um. Nicholas, Nicholas will appeal to Jadar as well. Okay. And if she's interested, uh, well. If, um. What am I doing? Am I looking over uh, diagnostics for people? Oh, Nicholas would describe how he's feeling. He'd say he's sort of in shock and feeling like he's sort of shaken and his body just needs some 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 general healing. From singeing? Okay. What happens, guys? Uh, could Jada do a diagnostic, do you think? Yes. Yeah, hang on. Oh. Have you got a nice one? Oh, at least it didn't singe my eyes. Hmm. I can see everything. What's uh what's Jada's um diagnostic please, diagnostic skill? Uh, ninety two, I've got X ray vision. She's Hang very, on. very good. 
It is, uh, there, is that it? First aid? No, sorry, diagnostic. It is 84 plus 84. Wow. Um, oh, not only can I see what's wrong, but what's going to happen to you. It's how yeah. good this role is. <laughs> um, so Nicholas doesn't have any pants, or at least they're badly burnt. Uh, and, uh, ah! yeah, quite, <laughs> yes, qu quite, um, Break no, the cut cloak for modesty, perhaps. Y yes, perhaps. Uh, um, look, he's just taken, taken some, uh, some bad, um, burn damage. You, you think, and from what he's describing, you think that just some concussion hits should steer him right, from what you can see. So just some hit point damage. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. <laughs> uh, Nicholas will, will, will request that nifty spell she's done in the past where it's a, the one where she just keeps her hands on him until he's healed. Uh, what's it called? Regeneration or something? If, if he can make a request. But, but no pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're friends and all, but... <laughs> So you definitely wrap the cloak around him as much as you can, and he's planning to go back and get his spare set. Of oh, I, have, I have slapped that prayer mat on you so fast. Okay, so this is um, the spell is burn relief. Is that right? No, healing. Burn relief, healing. Uh, Based on that diagnostic, just concussion hits. It sounds like he just needs what's it called? Uh, regeneration. Oh, regeneration. Okay. Oh yeah, reduced. Reduces target's concussion hit damage by one hit every round as long as I concentrate. Well, how am I going to do that? <laughs> well, it depends. Are we playing the Are we playing the American language of this game, or the or, 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 or British international? Because pants can mean many different things. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Use your imagination. It's a game of imagination. Use your imagination. Okay. <laughs> I'm laying my hands on the very top of your head, <laughs> and looking the other way, wondering how I got here. Um, and I'm going to cast uh, regeneration one, which is um, is it level four? Go for it. And it's not going to be as good as the last roll, is it? Oh, not bad. What was that? 64. 64, lovely. Healing spell goes off. Uh, with some timely intervention from um, from Jada, uh, Nicholas, you are now back on all hits. Uh, just a reminder, please, folks, just if, if, if you... Yeah, just to use headphones if you're not. I think most people are, but just, uh, just picking up a bit more feedback than the session. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, Nicholas would be very grateful and would want to go and quickly change his pants. Okay. All right. So, GM, um, is yep. that a nice interlude into your eight o'clock? Yes. Magic. Point. Yes, yes, yes. And Pete, you did remind me of that. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, um, so what I'd like, to, just while I'm rattling through this, if you, if you're not particularly focused on what I'm saying, do you ever think about? Um, who needs to get across? Uh, who needs to get down and across the pit uh, that needs to be flown? And let's uh, yeah, let's just pick up the you know get get people across and get things moving once I do this. Um, so uh, just very quickly, um, 
each session and this is for players benefit and also um but also viewers benefit each session i just do a, a very quick four minutes literally four minutes haven't quite started yet pete four minute deep dive into how a particular mechanic of the of the system works and uh, by popular demand virtue of a um a poll on uh, on youtube um the request has been kind of the mechanics around how spells work how spells are cast so jumping in it start the clock please pete um so there are three types of spell rolls in this game the first and we've just seen a number of these good examples of these a number of these are non-attack spells that have no direct offensive capabilities and are used for things like healing protection divination information that kind of thing um to cast a non uh, a non-attack spell the player must select the spell from the list and then make a spell uh, a spell casting spell uh, spell check um typically that spell unless someone is overcasting has to be the character's level uh, or below as as per usual um the roll itself is a d100 it's not open-ended uh, a roll of either a one or a two is an automatic failure in this game so any any spell can fail but typically only on a one or a two extraordinary spell casting mods so things like overcasting if you if you're casting a level above you but you have the power points too or no preparation or wearing armor or whatever um do apply so they could end up as a minus result and if they end up as a minus result um like a one or a two the spell fails um there is no skill added to this roll so in in, in rollmaster most of the time you roll the dice and you add a skill there is no particular skill that's added to this roll only the caster's base spell bonus and you'll see that on your character sheet if you have it um it's usually for spell casters and you typically get one or two points per level um you can also get items or special skills that might be able to increase this roll the second type um of of spell rolls is a base attack spell roll so these are ones that have some kind of offensive capability and are used to damage harm sleep um incapacitate an opponent um you the, the spell roll is typically based on your the character's level and uh oh, sorry i'll come to that in a second um as above it's it's a one to 100 roll it's not open-ended um a ro again a roll of a one over two is an automatic failure but depending on the type of armor that the opponent is wearing um there could be other failures as well so for example essence um often fails against metal armor so someone a, 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 um, a spellcaster with an essence spell attacking somebody wearing um plate armor the person in plate armor would have a better chance of resisting the spell um again there's no skill that's added to this as above you use the base spell uh, spell point but sorry the base spell bonus um from the professions level uh plus any modifications of special items or skills or things or, or special um uh yeah special tropes that a character may have and then the last one um is the elemental attack spell so these are your classic um fire uh fire bolts lightning bolts um shock bolts water bolts etc ice bolts these um are, are a, an open-ended roll so unlike the previous two um a one or a two automatically fails 
Um, but again, uh, against armor, often uh, these spells are, can be less effective depending on the type of spell. Um, these do have a skill attached to them that you can train in. So um, like learning to use a sword or learning to use a, um, a physical weapon, you can train in one of these bolt spells. So for example, Keros, you have trained in how to use water bolt. Askel, I think you've got some skill in shock bolt. And you can use part of, um, like half of um, your skill for a similar type of spell if you don't have, an, have a bonus in a particular one. So Keros, you might be able to use half your bolt skill, water bolt skill, uh, sorry, your ice bolt for water bolt, for example. So you get a trained skill that you learn in the same way that you learn a particular particular weapon. Um, so three different types of spells. Um, generally, if you're casting, like you've just been doing, healing spells, um, invisibility would be another one. Most other non-offensive spells, typically only a one or a two will fail you. Um, however, if you don't prep and do other things, um, that the chance of that uh, that's, um, failure does increase. One thing that's going to be new from now on, um, just as a heads up, it's a rule that we've we have always played. Thank you, thanks, Pete. But a slight adjustment to it, which is the extraordinary spell failure. So in this game, um, there are some set rules that you can do, um, but uh, if you bend or break those rules you can do them in this game basically this is a game of complete options but there are risks associated so a very common one that we play is that if you have the powerpoints available to you and you know a certain up to a certain level of the spell list you can um, basically overreach you can go above your experience level to try to cast a more complex and more dangerous and more intense spell but you might need to do in a pinch in an emergency situation. We've always played that and we always will play that. But whereas in the past, um, I've actually been a bit nasty and I've asked for two rolls. First to see if there's an issue with the um, the overcasting and then again to see if the spell succeeds or not. Um, the actual core rules, and it's, we should be playing it and we are now going to play it, the core rules actually say both those are combined. So the um any any overcasting penalty or any casting um for, for other reasons wearing armor for example are actually part of the um the spell casting role so there we go um three types of roles uh just um kind of run-of-the-mill normal spells non-attack spells base spell attacks putting people to sleep or casting pain on them or other things or then casting a fireball at them the last thing i'd say very quickly and i know i'm over my four minutes um there is one different type of spell that comes under the elemental attacks and that's a fire ball or a cold ball they are an elemental attack but they're almost used like a hand grenade in this game um and again you don't get your spell uh, your skill bonus on those attacks you only get your level bonus or your base spell attack bonus but you get other things like um, you basically lob the spell kind of hand grenade it gets a plus 20 to the person in the middle um, of that that area that circle where it goes off and also the people inside that circle where it goes off where the cold ball goes off or the fireball goes off they don't get their shield bonuses because the spell is all around them 
um, it's a fire bol balls and um, uh, um, cold balls are very 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 dangerous uh, there we go done what happens now guys please in terms of getting you guys across this down and across this pit um, Nicholas would thank thank Jada profusely go and get his pants and ask Leif to come and cast float on him right at the appropriate time and anyone else who needed another a, a spell the, the reason being that Leif's not going to be joining the party so his, he's perhaps the best person to use up his powerpoints done cool if that's okay with yep uh, make the roll please for Leif with prep and and mm -hmm. hands yep. on <clears throat> oh 91 91 nice that spell is successful Ooh, voila. Anyone else need float? Yeah, well, Nathan will take it if you're don't. What if you're not? Yeah, she'll save her powerpoints if you're offering. Same. Go again, please. Pete. Yep, thank you. Oh, oh no, that's fine. It's fifty-five. Life is even doubles. Even doubles. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, again, that spell is successful. Anyone else for floaties? Okay. Um, can I please ask, uh, and Leif presumably heads back to the room, Pete. Um, yep. Can I please ask, definitely, as we've seen in last session, we've seen how absolutely critical sometimes having PowerPoints when you don't have them is. If you have cast a spell just now, please do mark it off. And this is the one thing that I do not keep track of. So please do keep track of your own PowerPoints and... and like anything in this game, it's an honesty system. It's an honesty game. Um, is there anybody that hasn't that that needs some kind of spell on them to get them across and down and across that hasn't? Yeah, Eskel's going to cast um, uh, fly on him and um, Jada. Right, go for it, please. So he's going to have to do his transcend armor first. He is. Ooh, 14. 14. And what's his transcend armor? <clears throat> Plus 56. 56. It doesn't top 101. Now, with, with this, and probably just for our viewers' benefit, um, this is a skill that Askel, both Askel and Etienne have. Um, it, it literally does as it says. It, it helps the character get their mind away from the fact that they actually are wearing armor. So in this game, there are penalties, very, very heavy penalties, for um, trying to cast a spell while wearing armor. It's generally not a good idea. Um, this allows the character to basically overcome the, the uh, wearing of armor. Um, that spell, that result was a 70, so not 101. You do not have to cast the spell. So the way I think of it is, in my head, it's almost like um, psyching yourself up to do something and you can then kind of go oh no I just don't quite feel ready and there's no reason you can't do it again obviously in a in a tactical situation sometimes you just have to cast because you have to cast but in this situation I'm happy for you to try again yeah yeah uh, I still try again oh. give himself a bit of a psych up hmm. there we go 
80. 80. Yeah. That, uh, so that's definitely was successful. So you've, you've now, you've definitely got your head out of, you know, uh, hey, you're not wearing armor and cast to see whether the spell's successful, please. Seventy-one. Seventy-one. You're fine. That was on Jada. Yep. Uh, fly, fly one. And then the last one on yourself. Yep. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. That was also plus sixty-six. Well and truly successful. And unless you roll a one or a two now, you're flying. You roll, please. Twenty-nine. 29. Success. With with life's kind assistance, um, I just realised I didn't have the right view on. Here we go. That's what we're after. Um, with life's kind assistance, uh, all of you have managed to come down. Um, those that are being floated, I'm not going to roll for additional. I'm not going to ask for additional agility checks. Um, you've made your way down uh, into this room. Um, this beast uh, in the in, in the pit is clearly um, uh, very unhappy, A and gouts of flame. They do it does get uncomfortably close to the edge, um, like the spew of this vomit of flame that comes out of its hideous uh, mouth gets quite close to the edge. Um, on a couple of occasions. It's uh, it's kind of come up over not kind of it has come up over the 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 the, the, the ledge a little bit, um, but it appears that its range appears to be generally less than forty foot. Uh, but it clearly knows you're there. It's it's desperately scrabbling at the walls trying to get up and get at you. It, it clearly can't. Um, and and it is I'm not going to play the roaring uh, all the time because it's going to get quite tedious to listen to. But it is doing that quite a lot and making a hell of a racket um you are now all in this room uh obviously i've just popped you randomly up to you what you do in a second i'll go around each character to see if they're doing or saying or whatever um but you're now all safely in this room gm is going to get go out and um because his throat is parched get a well-earned beer i'll come back in a tick you guys might want to have a chat about what you're going to do Wow, that took us three hours to get down some stairs. <laughs> Sulfur dogs. Yeah. Jesus. I want to. I think we should piss on it or take a leak on it. Ah, do it. We ice, ice wall it in. I, re I reckon. Later, perhaps, perhaps when we don't need our powerpoints or you know the experience. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Not to belabor the point, um, Nicholas is happy to, will be happy to do exploring with the whispering, but actually we're all here, so happy just to leave it for real people to do the exploring. Whatever. I think if you, the whispering's there, let's, let's take it, right? That's, oh my goodness. No. Do you reckon? <laughs> yes, that's a bit like vicious. Cats. What's that? <laughs> you will never get to go past the ice wall. Hmm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh, right. Got you. Sorry. Um, yeah, so I think we should check to see if the incense and the singing has stopped, to see if the, the, the sulfur dog has 
alerted anyone to us be the first thing yeah i think a lot of perception rolls um but i think if you sent your whispering out that would be a good thing whispering will need light on it light on it, it if then, someone then can do that attracts attention so it's not we will be yeah well i mean at least sure. check the room right we get that skull and roll it down <laughs> oh oh yes what could go wrong <laughs> it would be so funny apart from it'll give it a skull to stand on it'll probably just need that little bit extra height yeah i was thinking about that dropping yeah, something and then point, i thought no just use it to climb out yeah it'll oh, end on its head and it'll be a skull sulfur dog i think it was better just to piss on it <clears throat> or ice well, definitely ice wallet but it doesn't like the ice. Do you think we need to do, do, do you think Anyways, we need to kill it? Not really. It's not going anywhere. It'll disappear soon, won't it? Will it? <laughs> uh, well, the halfling didn't. Sorry. That's true. Nothing's real here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're in between somewhere. True. Are we even alive? <laughs> Hit it with your prayer mat. Oh. I think, I think, no, I reckon, let's just leave this one to victory. Let's just leave this one to victory. <laughs> send, send victory down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's smartest. We've been propping up victory for months now. I, I kind of think it's time she stood on her four feet. That's funny. And, nothing, and nothing's going to happen to her, though, right? Because she's got no, 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 no. I mean, it, miraculously, she'll jump down and the beast will trip over and I don't know. <laughs> get a bad splinter <laughs> or forget to open its mouth when it breathes out the next gap of yeah. fire incinerate its own insides yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make hot dogs <laughs> hot dogs? someone say hot dogs hot dogs <laughs> excellent um, GM's back uh, do you have a plan? do I need to go around would, would I like you want me to go around each player? have we got stuff you want to do? tell me, tell me what's happening guys Oh, I've got an awfully full bladder. Uh, I think. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll okay. start off. Yep. I can start off. Uh, Nathanel and uh, Tanya. Uh, well, if all my characters like to do perception rolls, uh, but uh, Tanya and Nathanel are most concerned with pressure plates and traps, given this bloody place. <clears throat> okay. Um. Perception rolls for one and all, please. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll ask everybody to roll a perception roll, and then Tanya and uh, and Jada are going to do some some checking. Yep. Uh, any but what else? What are others doing, please? Or do we want to wait until perception roll done that? I think we should wait till perception roll. So okay. I think that's the first order of business. Also, does um, I suppose. Nicholas would want to ask Gray if he's noticed anything down here. Okay. I suppose that would make sense. Okay, no, Gray doesn't Gray is the strong silent type. He's nothing. I think. Sorry, I was contemplating on uh, seeing all the 100s that were being rolled. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what was the question for Gray? Um, Nicholas would, I mean, as, as Gray's been down here for a wee while, Nicholas would want to just say, you know, have, has he noticed anything? Um, 
Uh, he would just say um, he heard some, some choir, some sort of angelic sort of singing um, um, in the past. Um, he saw a bit of incense, perhaps. Um, uh, one of the statues, he said, is statue bro. That's 100 XP. Did the statue say anything back? That's definitely 100 XP. I've been waiting all night to say that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. That serves, uh... Uh, no, and the statue did not say anything back. Um, um, so. Nicholas would find that very interesting information hearing people singing in this place which we assumed was deserted um, and so he would want to make everyone aware of that so when we're doing our perception roles he, he and Mathan are particularly interested in seeing if the singing still is continuing Cool uh, has, has Mathan's other uh, other controller, <laughs> controller uh, exited stage left she has. Cool. She has. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, can I just go through perception rolls, please? I've got an 89 for life. Offer Mithan. 32. Askel, 57. Keros, 100. 100. Nice. Shame it's masked, but yep. Oh. Sorry. Um, 86. I, I... 87. Um, okay, I think I've got enough here to get some information on. Uh, yeah, look, so all of you, some of you hear it first and then encourage the others to, to listen. Um, but all of you are just aware of this. I mean, it's very, very faint. Um, some of uh, it's actually who was it? Yeah, it would have been Askel. Askel, you're pretty sure that it's coming from this direction. Um, others, in terms of less about what they they he hear, but there's definitely the smell of. I, I mean, you would you would say jasmine but it's not jasmine but some some kind of yeah some kind of sweet smelling something or other again possibly faint whiffs of it more from down this way um the room is pretty much as described so i'm assuming at the stage no one's really stepped more than you know a, a couple of feet in so people haven't investigated any further so i'm actually assuming that characters are all kind of standing here um standing standing or Floating or flying. Oh, floating. Thing. Yeah, with the exception of I think Ray, who had had stood. Um, yes. Uh, everybody else is either floating or flying. Good point. So no one has actually touched down. Good. Very good point. Um, uh, so you can see there in the in the dim light, there's some old mouldering boxes, um, some statues down there. You can make out the door that's down here. There's another door at the end. There's this massive rock pile uh, here zoom in a little bit better um a large chunk of the ceiling has come down you can see uh and has spread out most of the way around here and then the same has happened at the 
further back here. Well, if we flip it round, and we do that, you can see another rockfall there. It's come down quite next, and you can see the outline of what probably used to be a door doorway there. There's an alcove here. It's partially buried. There's another statue there. Whoops. Um, there's another statue here. Um, but other than that, uh, not a lot. Not a lot of dust. There hasn't actually been a huge amount of dust in this place. Um, some bones here that you notice. But apart from that, that's about it. Um, that's all you see, hear, and smell. Uh, actions from now, please. Well, I think we've made a, such a shitload of noise. I mean... Stealth doesn't seem worthwhile, right? So, should we go check out the singing? I reckon. Yeah, because... Let's um, go to church. Let's go to church. Um, yes. I feel like we're in a pilgrimage. <laughs> oh, don't talk about that. The last pilgrimage we went on didn't end well. <laughs> Nothing we've done ended well. <laughs> That's true. Um... It would be good to get a result from the chat trap detection, though, first. Before yes, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, as I've said a couple of times, kind of kind of double dipping um, is is not, yeah, um, probably, probably not the way we're going to do things. So double checking the area twice, um, you kind of take your chances with this game. But this is a big space. Um, so if I ask for three rolls each from Tanya and three rolls each from Neathanol, are they both flying or are they floating? Or how are they getting around to inspect the room? Uh, I think probably they uh, were both floating, but I think they'd like to stop floating. Hmm. That's all right. Yep, sure. Yep, all right. Uh, okay. When they land, uh, by the way, the singing stops. There is still this kind of um, shimmer going on. Um, yeah, what do you do? 62, 63, 74. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Whoa, whoa. 60, 62? 60, 63. Yep. 3, that's, 74. Yep, that's for one. So we'll say that's Neathanol, and yep. her plus is uh, to checking for traps is uh, plus 53. These are masked, of course. And the other one uh, for Tanya? Is 66 and yep. uh, 96 and oh. 26. Open the sixes. Uh, and her adjustment is um, plus 33. Cool. Um, and can you tell me uh, so breaking up this extremely large room uh, between the two of them, kind of where is one checking versus the other? The um, yeah. Uh, well, Tanya will go up um, uh, the left side, and Nathan will go up the right. Okay. So uh, up the corridor. Yep, up here. Sure. All right. Um. And Neathanol's starting down here. Neathanol has a bit more 
work to do because there's kind of more or less down here anyway that has uh, caved in by a rockfall. Um, yep, getting up until here, both of them are pretty confident, you know, checking, poking, prodding, testing, looking at the grounds, seeing if anything moves, kind of giving a, a flagstone a prod. Um, yeah, pretty pretty confident that nothing is, is untoward. Um, Neathan, will you, uh, sorry, Tanya, will you, you probably both actually get up to here and you can quite easily by ducking down and see through here. And um, I wonder if I can, uh, just a second. With me folks. Yep. Yeah, cool. Let's try. Yeah. So this is pretty much what you can see. There's a immediately in front of you with your Elvish vision, there's a, a skeleton, um several skeletons lying here. And further on down the tunnel there appears to be a very large room. Make out. Um very large, certainly a large room. At the very end, uh, there's another set of double doors down down here. You think, uh, and there are some doorways off to the right. It's quite some distance away. Um, now, as mentioned, this uh, these double doors are closed, but up to uh, I don't know if you can see my. Can you see my pointer on screen? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Cool. So basically, where my pointer is, or probably a bit further down, yeah, about there has been completely smashed and smashed in inwards towards you uh, so you have to bend down to um to, to see that view that i have uh have shown you um go back to 3d now there we go um we'll come back to to that view in a second uh hang on i'm just going to readjust my map for two ticks guys just needs a little go and um will the other characters be able to do some stuff concurrently to that uh yep i will uh come in a second just... um so these two characters continue going down getting to about here and again no sign of anything untoward you know checking the statues looking um inspecting the statues um uh about here um the very faint singing just catch faintest whisper of it again um and it's definitely coming from down this way um a couple of other things all these doors are closed so far so all of these other doors that you've seen these three here uh this one here and getting down to here uh question for neathanol there's quite a large pile of rocks here what do you do uh uh what, what uh, how difficult i mean you know oh she, she could <clears throat> climb over them she, is she happy just to walk across them or uh are they loose ah uh, don't appear to be no they appear to be relatively solid 
Uh, yeah, she'll stand up on one and just test it. Okay. Isn't going to make roll or... Okay. Get to about here and... Yeah, and actually, both your characters. Can you join me in chat room one, please? Both of us? Yep. All right. Hello. So, as you're both characters walking up either side, um, something odd happens. And, and for a second or two, you don't actually realize what it is. You feel something. You feel cool. Or, cool. Even, yeah, even the slightest bit cold. Slightly okay. chill. Slightly chill. Um, now, this is really unusual because thus far in this place you haven't felt anything you haven't felt hungry felt tired haven't felt thirsty felt hot you haven't felt cold first time and... for the first time um you uh chill uh well they'd like to just uh move back quickly Uh, did they say anything down the end of the room while they were there? No, nothing. And at the point they felt cool, was there a doorway in front of them? Uh, right down here. Yeah. Oh, I can't see, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I could go back there because I'll re recount to the others. Okay, cool. Okay. But also that it's down in a very dark hole in a very weird place. So, true. So you guys are watching kind of on tender hooks as your two elven companions Green? slink off screen. Thank you, Pete. Uh, slink off into into the gloom, um, and all of a sudden uh, they both uh, kind of pause for a second, and then turn and start walking reasonably promptly back towards you and when they get back to you, what happens? Uh, Neathanol says um, a sudden drop in temperature as we got to that other end of the room uh, and sort of reminds everyone that we haven't really felt any change in temperature in the Never Never Land um, and that possibly from their experience could mean the singing stops um, Undead nasty suggests we prepare ourselves. Uh, oh. And um, yeah, perhaps uh, Etienne will yeah. start preparing. Yeah, Dur during that time, and I didn't have the opportunity to say, Nicholas would have had his sword and shield out, and Nathan would have had her bow out. <clears throat> yeah, sure. weapons out. Sure. Any, um, any other preparations for for people? Uh, yes, yeah, preparing. Severin would, uh, would like to activate the light on his sword. Okay, give me a roll for that. Seven. Sorry? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Six, 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 six. Cool. Keros is preparing. Any other preparation I should know about? Um, the intention was that sort of at the same time that 
Nathanael and Tanya were doing that, Nicholas had offered to send the whispling along with them with a light on it. Um, if someone could put a light on the whispling and have that happen at the same time, that'd be great. Or if the whispling's now got a light on it, he would send it down that way as far as he could with it. Yeah, he'd offer to do that. I think we're going to have to do that in retrospect. Sure. Uh, if someone is putting a I can put a light on it. Thank you. Can I? Is that just um, projected light? Uh, I think or light, light one. I think light one. Yeah. Light one. Keras will cast light one. Drop, please. While she's holding up cat shield. Just <laughs> safety first. 86. Success. Oh. So Neathanol and Tanya come back to inf inform you all um, of, of what they've felt and, and as they point out in the entire time you've been in this awful place you have felt no sensations you haven't felt tired you haven't felt hungry you haven't felt heat you haven't felt thirst nor have you felt cold first time reporting feeling cool and then suddenly the singing starts um one other one thing that Nathanol and Tanya up to you with your share I'm assuming you do um you haven't seen anything untoward by way of trap or anything like that in this place so far okay excellent um Nicholas is happy for the whispling to go to the cold area. If yeah, good idea. Yeah, if that's what we decide. Just as it seems like not very nice for people to be down there, perhaps. Good idea. Okay, that's what you do. Yep. He will. He will want to be operating at the maximum of the range. He doesn't really want to get in front of anyone else in the party. Okay. Alright. It's a hundred foot. Okay. Uh give me a roll, please. Uh oh, hang on, no, you've already uh No, the whistling's already going, yes, right. So describe describe what happens, please, Pete. So it's now got the light, and I think the light is ten foot radius, is mm -hmm. that right? Yep. Um and so he would want to be keeping it up in the middle of the room as possible as far as possible. And he would um just float it down um you know i mean how, how how tall is the ceiling uh 20 foot quite high yep so yep, 10 foot off the ground mm -hmm. um and go as far as he can to down that end i suppose okay. uh would you join me in chat room on please pete oh and he'd be narrating as much as he can okay. as he went yep sure down there um hello hello right so just to bring up uh you should have camera now indeed yep cool. um so nicholas you uh it's it down and what have we been ruling on the whispering it has been up since stuff hasn't it yes it has yeah 
it was, oh, I'll just find the description, but I believe it. Uh, what did it say? Uh, the caster can then control the whispering and or view the world through its senses by concentrating senses. on it. Senses, thank you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Senses. So, yeah, getting getting down about here, um, it's it's definitely getting cooler. That about it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you do pass um, yeah, these these doors, and um, if you if you wanted to, you could also get a glimpse down this hallway. Yep. A bit more light. Uh, you could see that. Uh, it, yeah, it goes down quite a long way. Kind of see the depth yep. from there down to a larger room if you wanted okay. to to explore further. Um, uh, so you, you, you know, you know, as I say, you could fly through that broken part of the door. Um, yep. all the other doors are closed as mentioned coming down here. Um, yeah, it, it, it gets, it's not freezing. Um, it's not like icicles are forming on you, but you're definitely aware. The whispering is aware or it senses that things are getting cooler and absolutely as it comes closer to Kind of this part here and this this end of the um it's definitely cooler not cold but cooler and then it, it is aware nicholas is aware of something terrible something just um utterly terrifying that there's something down here something beyond that door, something over here that is just awful. And I'd like you to roll a charming resistance roll, please, Nick. Sure. Oop. Uh, 33. 33. Uh, what's his level, please? He is sixth level. Uh, and channeling bonus or minus? <laughs> negative, negative three. Oh. Kidoki. Um <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I just would say that he would have been as soon as that thought occurred to him, he would be saying it out loud as much as he can. Yeah, he doesn't I'm I'm sorry. It hits yeah, okay. him very quickly. He doesn't get yep. a chance to react and and I'm gonna narrate what happens to Nicholas yep. in a second. Uh sick. Yes, brilliant. Um, so I did like it when I prepared. Prepared it ages ago. I <laughs> forgot that I prepared it ages ago. Um, so sorry, he's seventh, correct? Sixth. Sixth. He's sixth. And you rolled a just remind me again. Thirty-three. And then it was a negative as well. Negative three. Three. Thank you. Um Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh Right, cool. 
All right, can a few new please join me back in other channel? Cool, cool. Don't forget the stream. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> Right, so you guys are watching Nicholas as he uh, sends his little ball of energy, and you can all spot it, of course, because it is well lit up. Um, and Nicholas is saying, yeah, it's definitely getting cooler here. It's definitely getting cooler here. Um, oh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely cooler here. Oh, yeah, these doors, well and truly locked, quite not particularly strong looking, but yep, well and truly locked. And then he gets to out there and he says, ha oh, what? No. Uh, and then he just screams. The whispling um, just blinks out of existence, I'm going to say. Uh, and Nicholas um, screams in mortal terror and rushes. Where's Nicholas? He's still floating. He is still floating. He's down there. Thank you. I had him down here. Nicholas rushes uh to the back and tries desperately to put um the statue that's standing in this niche here between himself and the other end of the room and f for a good um minute or so nicholas is just inconsolable with utter terror can we uh play out a few other things that were going on at the same time chris uh, that's what happens so yep what happened? What do you guys do? Uh, well, uh, Etienne was preparing while that was while the yep, search yeah, was sure. going on. Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, so he'd, uh, and if he saw Nicholas go past, he would like to cast. Okay. Using his buy. Um, if he could, which may help. Okay, give me a roll, please. Uh, yep, give me wrong. Oh, sorry. Two. That's good, isn't it? That is a spell failure. Give me a roll, please. Even with gesticulating and what all that gub gubbins yep. and preparation? Yep, as read out before, yep. a one or a two oh, yeah. always okay. fails. All right. Right. What kind of... It's not a attack spell, is 19. it? No. Okay. 19. No. Um, 19. Momentary lapse in concentration delays the casting of the spell for one round. Okay. He's uh, still like cast it. Okay. Any any other actions while people see Nicholas do this? Um, yeah, Eskel wanted to be pre preparing to cast a shield spell or... Yep, sure. Cast the shield spell. Yep. Oh, yep. Sorry, I think shield's instantaneous anyway. Yep. Um, give me a roll. Right. He'll need to uh, obviously transcend armor. Yep. Okay, transcend first. Ninety-five. Definitely success on that. Cool. And then the spell itself. Ninety-two. Oh, not, not a healing spell. Conjuring spell. Done. Cool. He's shielded up. Any other um, prep I should... Yep. Yeah, tell me. As I say, um, are we still flying? Like, are, are we... Because it was one minute per... Uh, yeah, one minute... To thoroughly... Minute. Yeah, good, good, good question. Um, 
I think to do adequate justice to checking for traps as thoroughly as um, the two elven women did, I'm going to say that Spell and Fly have lapsed. Um, I'm going to say that at least probably 10 minutes have gone past. Okay. Is, was anybody else still flying at 10 minutes? Nah. Nope. Okay. Uh, you data and um, uh, escalate down. So Etienne would like to draw everyone to him as he casts. Just, just, just a sec. I just want to see if there's any other actions since since we've had other people deject. If anybody else is wanting to do anything, say anything, as they see um, Nicholas run. Perception uh, roll from Etienne. Perception. Thank you. Uh, suggestion from Severin. Perception from Nathan, what's the roll, please? Uh, roll of 90. G and skill of uh, 75. Cool. Can you roll again, please, Nathan? Six. Uh, what's her perception, please? It's pretty high. 75. No further inf um, information. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Uh, any other any other player with any other character wanting to do anything else? Yes, I'd like to just cast a shield spell. Go for it. Uh, 37. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. That spell is successful. Ah. Oh. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I'm assuming you've prepped. Can Yep. Alex, go for it. Sorry to interrupt. Can you cast shield for somebody else, or is that only for yourself? What's the description of the spell? Can you give... Oh, I don't know. I don't have it. I'm just wondering if you can... If it's only for you. Only for me, other... yeah. Oh, you can't give other people shields. No. Other spells may be different. But... Oh, any other... Okay. Any Thank other actions you. before we go to Severin and Etienne? Keras is still preparing and she would send Victory over to Nicholas if Nicholas was open. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, Grey may start preparing a spell. I just realised he has got spells. Um, but I'll just have a look. Cool. Cool. So, Etienne, you go to cast. Doesn't happen. Um, you pause and you say or do what? At the same time, Severin was doing something too. So Severin was trying to arrange people into a formation, which I've just posted. If anyone disagrees with that, please do sing out. We'll move people around. As everyone's grouping together, Etienne asked them all to lean in towards him as, as, as bunch in as tightly, and he gets in the middle and casts. Cool. Give me a roll. Ah, so he's already cast it. Or, or do I need to roll again? Uh, no, that was a spell failure. Yep, so roll uh, okay, again. Right, cool. Yep. Right. 62. 62. That, that time. Finally. Yeah, that time the spell was successful um, and it was a... What, what's the type of spell? Uh, quite simple, it's courage. Okay. The duration of the spell all within the area of effect. Now that is only a 10 foot radius. Mm -hmm. So however many can squeeze in that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you know, something. Uh, may make a second RR versus any fear or panic effect. The second RR is made with an additional plus 10 modifier. Okay. So it lasts for um, 
six rounds only, however. Cool. I don't have a specific spell sound for that, but maybe this would. Let's try this. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yay! yay. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> That's lovely. I thought you might play Alliance Roar. That's wonderful. There we go. Um, you are now all feeling a lot more courageous <laughs> and are huddled around. Nice. Obviously, he'll give some encouraging words, but, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you wait. You're in your formation, as described. Um, you've huddled. Uh, your tents. Weapons, uh, weapons are readied. Uh, sweat drips down your brow. Was that a movement in the corner? Did you hear something? What? 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 What was that? And then singing stops um nicholas uh about an, a minute later you you basically come out from cowering and you're able to operate again you are shaking violently shaking your whispering spells lost um anybody else wanting to cast spells let me know i'll do it um what can nicholas relay anything to the group about what sure yeah yeah sure so basically basically um he was oh, obviously just overcome by terror. There was something absolutely awful down in that the, the back corner of that room where it was getting cold and cold and colder. Something absolutely awful. Um, so he doesn't want to go down there. He doesn't want anything to do with it, really. <laughs> uh, did, uh, any more kind of... I mean, did it have form? Did you see anything, or did you just didn't felt see it? anything? It was just a just a, a feeling that overcame him. Okay. Well, Etienne would like to start casting again. And shall we move forward? Other than obviously Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas can will be at the back, but. Um... Well, did any was everybody happy with that formation? First of all. I'm happy. Yeah. It says the two at the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Run away. Uh, well, we may as well figure it out, right? Can't just leave it in the corner. Sorry, sorry. Last last minute spell. I just finally found uh, Gray spellless, but um, Gray would like to cast a spell uh, shield as well. Go for it, please. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Gray doesn't need to do anything like um, overcasting or anything like that. It's success. Oh, Okay. So you move. You move down. Um. And the Athena would like to start casting too. Yeah, go for it, please. Ah, uh, sorry. Preparing. Uh, I mean, if you're moving and preparing, you're only shuffling down, but then again, that's probably fine. Um, yep. Nicholas will also re-summon his whisp whisp whispling, if that's right. Yeah, please, go for it. Oh, 96. 96. Uh, that is definitely a success for the whispling. Cool. And uh, do you put another light on it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he's not feeling adventurous with it. Um, Severance? No. Severance has a, a his sword is now a light, so it's it's has a strong shaft of light that should be shining right down the other end of the room. So he'll 
poke it and, and light up all the corners, dark corners of the room. Sure. Yep. And, perce and perceive the hell out of it. Perceive the hell out of it. Well, maybe we can do some... Increase the lighting just a smidge. In case. There'll be quite a bit of light now. Yeah, it's a, it's a big beam. And actually, Nicholas will suggest, um, motivated by not wanting to go down to the corner, that the there's a large room off to the right there through the smashed doors. You can all and see it. Yeah, sorry. Perfect. Might be a nice alternative to the corner where there's something really awful. But do we want the really awful thing up to come up behind us? I mean, I'm only talking to the, you know, three at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should pr proceed, but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, let's see what well, let's see what we achieve. I, I wonder if we're simply going to be scaring off the front rank, but we'll see. Uh, people, opinions? Oh, should we hide the healers in the middle? Let's just do it. Okay. I, mean, just, yeah, I, think, right. I think we should go for it, but... Yeah. Right, we'll the corner. Forward. Well, while we've got extra RRs, we may as well, right? Yes. All right, we'll have a look. Okay. Um, Mithun, you're pretty sure you heard something and possibly even saw, caught a glimpse of some movement down here too. Oh. She will, she will quietly alert everyone to that immediately. Se Severin will shine his, his ever-ready torch <laughs> down there. Uh, inter <laughs> interesting. How to do this. Um, isn't the way I had, had planned it out. Uh, Alright. How how long does that beam last for, please, Graham? Uh, it casts light, which is a first-level spell. And I'm just now uh, looking, and one moment, please. Beam of light, like a flashlight, springs from the caster's fifty-foot range. Cool. All right. Uh, ten minutes per level. Right. So that's quite. That will light things up a lot, and even for the humans. Uh, without even a whispering light so what i might do and, and anybody at the stage can look and see underneath that door so i'm happy if, if you'll just excuse the gm i'll free up a little bit more of what you can see talk amongst yourselves while i take take this off the map so you guys can't see what's going on go that weird when someone says talk amongst yourselves and it's the most weird thing because no one ever does <laughs> what's weird is alex could just run over and listen to what he's saying but she doesn't. <laughs> Sneak into the GM's den. Every time I go in, he's like, no, look at the screen. <laughs> I'm like, I've just come to say hi because I'm home from work. Don't look at the screen. <laughs> just set up a camera there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do talk amongst yourselves. Graham, you should just go up and poke the corner. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, if there's something, there's something moving. That's even, you know, might, might warrant our attention first, right? I think so. Hopefully, the thing in the corner will stay in the corner, like a I, good, I evil, ghastly thing. 
be nice to keep an eye on it, wouldn't it? I, I maybe maybe those at the back could keep an eye on the corner. I reckon there's some goes. They're time lucky, right? Yeah, we can watch the corner from the back. That's yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean if you're not busy. Um <laughs> what, did you say, what did you say Eskel was gonna do? Oh Eskel can go check it out. Third time lucky. Oh true. <laughs> oh jeez. First the pit, then the then the crossbows. Hmm. Alright. So we'll go for this. Uh So, how do we do this? Yeah, there we go. So, if we head back to the map, I'm going to put it on the big map. Go. So, just to, yep, to set the scene, that's where you guys are. Um, so, peering down this. And just so you know, it's quite grainy for us at the moment. Well, for me at the moment. Pixelated, yeah. Oh, really? It's quite yeah, but very, very, it's, very pixelated. It tends to seem to clear up after a little while. Oh yeah, if you keep still, it'll clear up. Okay. I mean, we can still proceed. I mean, can see well enough, I think. Okay. So a long, a long corridor, uh, five, 10, 15, 20, 5, 30, 40, 45, 50, 50 foot, basically down to a set of double doors. So Severin, your, your light illuminates all the way down here. Um, and you can see, you can all see with the courtesy of Severin's, um, effectively flashlight uh some bones here uh there's kind of a, an alcove or a corridor or a, something here um there's another one here a box or something lying on the ground here uh looks like another skeleton or something there there's another alcove or something there and another one here and Mithan, you thought you saw maybe possibly some movement here but you you can't can't quite quite be sure kind of like a big shape or a big sack or something a move oh, Christmas presents and the GM's going to get another beer blimey he only got a beer just then now didn't he <laughs> he's, he's, he's necking him um like Alex run run he's coming <laughs> <laughs> sorry she's in the bathroom with the door locked I think the one's the wall it's usually where she plays <laughs> Um, so, you know, scary thing to the left, moving thing to the right, here we are, um, stuck right in the middle, what do we do? With not a, with no easy escape route. Yeah. Uh, I so, think we so need to keep going, on. going well then. Yeah, it's going well. <laughs> what do you do? Um, I think, uh... If you keep an eye, Etienne will volunteer to check out the corner with, but now he is preparing. Uh, you know, he feels like it's his duty to do it. If so, if anybody wanted to come with him, that would be fine. <laughs> I think we should be prepared to catch him when he runs, if, if he runs. Um, yeah, Gray will go. All right. Uh, so... He suggests he's going to hold forth his uh, holy symbol, which is his sword, luckily. Um, and he would like to prepare first and get ready to cast if he has his wherewithal about him. Okay. 
Um, whilst he's doing that, Amethan wants to keep her bow trained down that hallway. She doesn't want to be in the front line, but she wants to be able to see down the hallway to where she saw the movement. Um, likewise, likewise, Tanya will stand alongside Methan, so they've got a firing wall. Okay. And perhaps, perhaps, although reluctantly, um, Nicholas will offer to send the whispering down that hallway to, to investigate the movement, unless someone else would prefer to, a real person would prefer to sneak down. I think the whispering good, and I think if maybe if Askell and Severin parted either side of the doors so that the Atania and Methan could fire down, they could stand either side of the door, couldn't they? What do you think? Yep, let's do that. Yep, sounds good. Right. Jadar was talking about um, she can cast invisibility, but um, that is a use of her six mm. power points, though. Right, tell me yeah, what happened. Uh, what do you want to do first? Uh, the corner? Yep, that sounds good. And I'll just, I'll just make the point that Nicholas is most certainly not there. <laughs> he would be he would be next to Tanya on the way back to the entrance, just so you know. Okay. So who's going who's going down here? I think Etienne and Grey are going that way. Right. Cool. One armed man. Etienne. Ah, but he's got he's got God on his side though, so that's <laughs> Um Okay, so I'm not going to take you guys into a separate separate room. Um, uh, so everything feels normal down here, and then about here, um, singing starts. And yeah, it's in. You're pretty convinced that you can definitely smell incense. Um, and about here, yeah, it's def you can see what the others are talking about. It's definitely, uh, it, it's, it's definitely getting cooler. And you walk down. Both. It'll be Etienne, Etienne first. Okay. And then Grey behind. Okay. Uh, so in single file, or across here, for example. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Uh, basically, hits you both, kind of the f at the same time. Um, approximately here just this overwhelming sense of lurking almost like sedentary just dread something just truly monstrous and awful is there and I want you both please to roll a channeling resistance roll I roll Etienne. Oh, Jesus. 12. Brilliant. Uh, what level 72. Is... Okay, let's do the 12 first. Uh, what level is he, please, Graham? Uh, he is 6th. 6th. That's the same. He has a plus 14. 17. Uh, plus 14. Hang on. Uh, 72 minus 12. Plus... 14. Uh, but does he get a second one? Just, just a second. Just a second. Two. Twelve. Uh. Okay. Um. Second one. With a spelly cast. 
What's the spell he cast? Oh, it, no, it's against panic and fear. Uh, courage. For the duration of the spell, uh, make all within the area effect may make a second RR versus fear or panic effect. Cool. So, yes, he does. Yes, he does. With a uh, plus 10. Okay. So, um, so he fails that one. Let's see what happens to the next one. What was uh, Gray's roll, please? Uh, 72. 72. Cool. Uh, and what's his channeling? Uh, plus two. Plus two. Uh, Gray, whatever monstrous thing is here, you're strong enough. You, your your courage doesn't fail you, and you can proceed if you wish. Etienne, make your second roll, please. Sixty. Sixty. Uh, plus. Uh, that one's that's plus ten uh, because of the spell, and then plus fourteen. So, Etienne, you too. Your your strength nearly failed. So your knees are knocking. You are scared. I mean, you're you're clutching your sword. You're you're praying to Aphrodite and everything that is good and holy and kind and decent in the world because whatever is behind, whatever is down here is not those things. And you, you nearly run, you nearly bulk, but you don't. You steal yourself and you can act normally. What do the two of you do, please? So we've established, therefore, that whatever is scaring us is not in this room? Correct. Right. Uh, what do you think, Gray? I think maybe if it's not in the room, it's not of immediate bother to us. Maybe yeah. we should concentrate on efforts on the things that are moving and come back to this better prepared. Yeah, we could just count it as a bit of a recce. It's freaking cold, and there's a weird bit of presence in that area. And then the singing stops. We'll move we back, I think. Should we move back and, and tackle whatever's in the other room? Yeah. Okay. Let's come back. Uh, and we'll explain to the others that uh, it's through that door. It's immensely horrible and evil. Um, but it's not and in cold. this room. And cold. You ask it won't go near it. Uh, but it's it's through that door, and that door is shut. And if there's something moving down the the corridor, maybe we check that out first. What do you think? Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Nah, let's yeah. open the door. No, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we, if, oh, if those at the back, if those at the back could keep an eye on things, that would be good. Uh, it's, it's usually those at the back that go missing. <laughs> True. Got to keep an eye on each other. That's another thing, actually. If it that. The creature that was sucking the top of Neathanol's head. Keep a, make sure we look out for each other. Make sure nobody's being weird. Absolutely. <laughs> Constantly. Nobody be weird. I mean, or at least not weirder than they normally are. Cool. What happens? Uh, Nicholas will be sending the whispering up the corridor when Methan thought she saw movement. Okay. Cool. He'll be. As, as always, talking all the way. 
do but he's, I mean, he's a bit more reluctant because of the last experience okay. so. so so nicholas certainly your vision because you're a human is going to run out um part way up unless you do something like what doesn't doesn't severin have his his flashlight shining up there oh yeah I, i'm i'm shining i'm um yeah, waving my little, beam little, around waving, waving my beam around all right <laughs> so uh to do this um let's do this let's go we've got on one side and separate on the other side of the doors yep Mithan and tanya definitely back from the doors yep but with a uh, a clear line of sight up the hallway got it so um how much you'll be able to see into these tunnels and offshoots is limited because of several, uh, because the whispering is not lit so it actually can't see that much you can see the amount that severin can shine which is some yep. but it can't shine it, he can't see a lot yep okay you're happy to proceed under those circumstances well uh, if we want to do a proper exploration i think it's better to put a light on the whispering if if kiros is willing yep kiros can do that Thank you. Give me a spell, please. Roll now. Yep. Forty-five. Done. Nicholas, you send your little globe of glory out, and yeah, um, I was going to do this separately, but I think. Because you are narrating as you go, and I think also just simply, simply for a time suck, I'm going to do it together. Um, so the first thing uh, you see is a, a fallen candelabra and um, some skele uh, skeleton here, um, and just an alcove. Next one down is indeed just another uh, alcove, but this time with some hideous dark statue monstrous loathsome multi-faced perhaps it's hard to see in the light um just with some dark shiny black stone just resting there the next one down is realize what you think Mithan might have seen two gigantic sacks you would describe them nicholas as cocoons hanging from the ceiling and this one here has moved slightly you actually see it as the whistling comes down it's kind of jiggled and you suspect that might have been what caught I don't know but it was about the right place Nathan described um, two of these monstrous things and, and bearing in mind that's pretty much the scale uh, these things are, are big um, they'll be twice the height two and a half times the height of Nicholas two there and then there's a third off down here this uh this little alcove so this little alcove isn't an alcove corridor heads off down here it's the black vault right just wing further down here there is another alcove and a door that's uh 
then they're closed. And on the ground you can see just a, a set of detritus and, and mess and boxes and all, all kinds of other things. Um, and then there are these large double doors with a short uh, gap and then into what appears to be a much larger hallway and you can see some stairs going down into the larger hall. Um, your range is about half at this stage. Cool. He would have yeah, relayed all of that, making the point that those chrysalis chrysalises are still alive. And I guess something has broken out of the lower half of this door, hasn't it? Is that what we're assuming with the damage to the doors? Hmm. Be a big butterfly. Big butterfly. Does he continue? Uh, uh, well, I thought you said the range was up. No, no, no. Halfway. Halfway. Oh, halfway. I'm oh, sorry. Um, would continue with consultation with everyone else. Okay. How is everyone else feeling? Yep. Okay. Yeah, keep going. It's into this room here. This is a much larger room uh, full of quite a lot of junk. You can see all kinds of smashed belongings and tables and chairs and ruined furniture. Um, and down this end, uh, another door, and yeah, just quite another cantilever this time on its um, it's set up as it should. And uh, two, same, the same as you saw at the top of the stairs, in fact, where your trusty two ropes are anchored, um, two, two statues. Um, and the flight of stairs down. And you send the whispering in and down. And there's this sense of presence and age and... Oh, bloody hell. And space in here. And this area is, is huge. Uh, you can see in here it's some kind of workshop. And at the very far end... There are, there's a massive statue of a woman in what appear to be two huge um, kilns or ovens or some kind of um, uh, um, forges was probably the best description. Um, the Whispering catch, catches a glimpse, and I'll come to the horror that's lying right here in a second. Um, it's up quite high, and it captures the very far side two bodies. And what's unusual about these is they are actually bodies, not skeletons. They appear as though these people have just died, like in a mat in the last, you know, they're, they're, they're flying face down and the whispering's a long way away, but they're clearly quite intact. But the thing that captures your attention more than anything else is this massive 30 foot, 35 foot long, massive creature lying in the middle of these six workbenches. See the workbenches there with tools. Um, there's a lance, uh, uh, sorry, a, 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 um, an earthen slide that's come down there, a door at the back. Um, there's workbenches here. There's ingots of what appear to be precious metals and all kinds of other things. There's a, um, a some kind of lectern or something up here. Uh, there's um, some alchemy type devices over here with bottles and beakers but more than anything Nicholas really only has eyes for this massive massive thing here and if you go into chat I'll show you an image 
of what it looks like. It is 35 foot long and looks like and it's just coming in now and just oh. just as Nicholas kind of is, a, is describing it to you in kind of hush tones going it actually looks like it's it's dead because you can see kind of rotten kind of bits that have fallen off it and you actually just think it's a corpse just for a second you see one of these um, multi legged sections of this thing's body move it would draw the whistling immediately like... oh. Not much, it just moves just a smidge and then resettles itself. And then there's a noise. <laughs> what do you do, Nikos? Uh he would as soon as he saw the movement he'd be getting the whistling out of there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um but also make the point that he thinks that that's those two bodies are probably what we're aiming for. That would yes. that would figure with the information we had, wasn't it? Those yeah. the yeah. Afson's masters, friends or whoever they were, I can't remember quite. Were fairly recent, correct? Yes. We need to find somewhere else to go on holiday, I think. Um <laughs> uh, what's the plan then? And we've got some insecticide? I mean, hmm. was, what, was there any illumination down there? None. It was all just the whisper. Um, uh, although you did, did get that the, the, the chamber, hence being able to see the bodies and getting a really large, um, wide view of what was going on, is quite high. So it does have high, high, quite a high ceiling. Hence the reason you're able to see so much. How high? Uh, about 20 foot. Yeah. Uh, how long was the creature? 35 foot. Uh, <laughs> and I bet it's got some sort of, it'll have some sort of projectile attack too. Would be mm. Nicholas's guess. Yes. Well, that's inviting, isn't it? Um, I reckon a stealth. Seems likely, doesn't it? Now, question to those who know about undead. Is it, does invisibility help? Uh, is that a thing that we could roll a general knowledge thing on? Mm. Seems quite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Etienne knows a thing or two about undead, I would have thought. Religious law. Oh, true. Um, who, who should roll? Oh, the others. Can I just do a quick roll there? Mm, sure. Give me a general knowledge roll. Well, I'll go religious law. That's probably more up his alley. Okay. 76. Uh, plus. Plus 7. I'm not that good, actually. Plus 17. He's got no idea. Yeah. Can Nicholas have a go? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So for general knowledge, 
Oh, two. <laughs> Is that a critical failure? Roll again, please. Oh, jeez. Critical failure. Oh, no, you're joking. Oh, my God. So you're oh, going to tell nice. us the, the worst advice ever? What's the roll, please? Two plus nine and then 99. Roll again. So roll He's going to give really good advice. Uh, 44. Yep. Excellent. So, Nicholas, you, you are... The general knowledge is 57. That yep. helps. Uh, you are... Um, you know, you've, you've basically... If you look at the GM's camera, you know, you're doing this. You're kind of doing the thinking. I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Got it. And you turn to your companions and you you say, uh, "I I have I have read somewhere an ancient library that if you smear your body with some kind of um, e either cheese or potentially uh, cured meats, um, this helps ward off the sight." Of, of the undead if you're invisible smearing yourself with with food products definitely definitely works <laughs> with undead and you are certain because you've never been more certain of this in your life absolutely certain what a great thing to have a, if, if you're going to pick your critical failure to have on that's the one a knowledge check <laughs> i mean you make a fool that of yourself was, but... yeah do you want to make a roll at trying to convince your companions? See, so this is actually where we should do um, all of these should be uh, should be masked. Masked. But I don't think it's a leg to stand on. <laughs> I don't think Nicholas is that committed. Um, okay. Well, maybe he would be if he's that sure. He could try. We can all leg it. Thirty. Uh, what's his bonus for leadership on influence, please? Or just presence. <laughs> 14. 14 for presence. You're about 30 plus 14 effectiveness. Yeah. <laughs> Good, let's move on. So, Nicholas, maybe have a, that maybe have a lie down, Nicholas. <laughs> He's having a good day. <laughs> maybe that thing in the next room may have affected your brain. I think so. Right, yeah, I think we should move on. Anyway, we're all right. We haven't got any cheese and meats. So you, right. You've got still one more day of rations, which could include cheese and meats. I'm not going to smear it on my body. Nicholas says you should. Well, you know. <laughs> He's been right most of the time. <laughs> what do you guys do, please? Time for a powwow? Right. I think so, don't you? Yeah. Go. Right, options are we all run in and smash the thing. <laughs> hope, throw, hope, throw cheese. Hope, hope uh, for the best. Hope for the best. Uh, nothing beats uh, hand to hand combat with an oversized griblet, especially an undead one. Uh, that'll go badly, won't it? I think we know that. It will. It will. Uh, I do have the option of perhaps um, stealth mission with ice walls and wood walls to cut off block um escape once people are back yep 
Um, okay. Yep, that's possible. Um, what about... Uh, yeah, I think if you were going to throw up a wall, it would be the door to the last... The, the chamber that's closest, right? Sorry, where? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just thinking that if, if someone was to sneak in, flying, invisible, whatever, to loot those two bodies, the option would be if that beastie woke up or was keyed into it, then part of an escape plan could to block it would be to put walls up. But, yeah. What's the part? Ideas about what to do. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, I think if you're going to throw up a wall, I'm saying it would be probably the door to the chamber nearest, right? Uh, it, I mean. Yes, yes, correct. Um, so we probably need to get a bit closer. Um, what's the fastest fly spell we got? Kiros? Yeah, I've got some... I've got... I can do fly one, fly two... Levitation, portal... So fastest as in speed. Uh, seventy-five around, i.e., five miles per hour. Right. Or I can do one hundred and fifty around, which is about ten miles per hour. Uh, ten miles an hour—that's quite fast. Sorry, how far? How far did you say you can, fast you can go? More than seventy-five. No, 10, 10 miles per hour. Which, sorry, which is a what, around? Oh, so fly fly to um, 150 around. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Would you like that one? That could be quite good, right? And right now, all of a sudden, terribly sorry, but Mithan and Tanya say the words that none of you have really wanted to hear very much mm. it's coming so you see this thing it's moving it's trying to go sideways it's trying there. to go sideways um, <laughs> uh, oh. it's turned and it's starting to come at probably walking pace uh, towards you. Can, uh, is it within firing range? Yeah. Uh, I think, well, Nath I'm sure with Hanwell too, but uh, Nathanol would, uh, sorry, Tanya would like to choose one of her special arrow arrows. Okay. And um, shoot it. Okay. Jim's going to get his third and final beer for the night. You guys can discuss battle tactics. He's, he's knocking him back. Jesus. Third. Are you third, stressed? Third. No, I'm, ha I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. Back in a sec. I've got to be in the five. bathroom all night long at that I'm pretty sure he's got a bucket to us. He never takes a break, does he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so we want to fight this? Well, what else can we do? Run up the ropes? Well, I mean, we could, we could run. We could try and no, we can't. We really don't have time to get all flying and go up back back up the ramp, do we? Um, what no. about um, 
fire, like set it on, you know, it, I, I don't have. Mm, does anyone have fire? Well, uh, uh, she's about. Tanya's going to fire a flaming arrow at him, it, her. Um, I need sulfur dog. Yeah. What else have we got to hit this thing, spell people? I mean, we've got one. We've got a couple of uh, rounds of arrows before it comes here, presumably. I've got lots of bolts. What's your most powerful one? Okay. I think now I'm less powerful in the. On a shock bolt, I'm more powerful, but it does less damage. The what's the other bolt? Ice bolt. I'm less powerful, but it does more damage. I reckon. So ice bolt. Perfect. I'm I'm plus eighty seven. Fire bolt. I'm plus one hundred and six. Shock bolt. Sorry, plus one hundred and six. But the fire bolt is way more powerful than the shock bolt from memory. Question: Should an uh, Neathanol teleport herself beyond it uh, when it gets closer, and see if she can get what we came for? Or are we intent on killing? Well, no, we'll have to. We'll never have to kill it. Well, I mean, we can't run away from it. I don't think it. I think. I think with the escape that we've, the escape route we've got, it's pretty tricky to. Yeah. Uh. I mean, we've Good got idea, though. Yeah. yeah, but ultimately, what is it? And also, we want the gold, don't we? Yeah, the loot. So, yeah, let's fire everything we got at this damn thing. Yay! I can fire the ice bolt. Earn cold ball. <laughs> cold ball. Blast it. I love my wall of ice, I have to say, but, you know, time and place. <laughs> I reckon Ice Bolt is a good option. Well, yeah. <clears throat> actually, if things go to shit, uh, which they probably will, uh, where are we actually going to retreat to? Kind of too late now, because the worm's on you, I'm afraid. Round one. Oh. And we're off. Because uh, hmm. one option is we could throw the, a wall over the entrance to keep it at bay. Ethanol, you're up. Ethanol. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, well, I mean, she could throw up a wall if it was useful, but I mean, uh, that'll then that'll stop the attacks. There's not much point. Um, I think she'll just keep preparing. Okay. I think for the moment she's got no projectile weapons, so. She's preparing. Done. Next up is Jada. This thing will be at you. If walking at distance of about 100 foot, a human walks at about 50 foot around. It'll be with you in about two rounds. I'm just going to get quickly into a defensive mode. I think I've still got my shield. So yeah. I'm just going to like prepare my quarterstaff. Stand ready. Sure. So actually standing is probably important at this juncture. So Neathal, you were first up. Where 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 would you have been? Where would you have been placing yourself? 
Ah, oh, so I paste. We pasted an order into the chat. Sure. So where are you? Where are you putting yourself? Uh, so, but she's preparing. I suggest we sort of part either side of the no, door, no. right? Where, where are you going? Okay. Um. She will go to the right. Uh, uh, Severin and I think Askel are either side of the door anyway. So she'll go next to Askel. Okay, done. Out of the. Oh, Jada, where where are you? Where am I? Uh, well, it's up to you. I'm, I'm oh, here I am. Yeah, uh, you, you, where you, I am. You, no, you can put yourself wherever. That's what I'm asking. Where are you putting yourself? Yeah, where I am is okay. Good. Cool. Anything else you do in this round? Bite my nails, pray, defensive action. <laughs> defensive action, done. Uh, Etienne, where are you and what are you doing, please? Uh, Etienne will be uh, on the other side of the door. Mm -hmm. uh, behind. Uh, hang on, which way around are we? Let me just consult the, the order. Uh, behind. Oh no, that's sorry. No, Se uh, Askel was to the left, Severin was to the right. So, ATM will go behind Askel on the left of the door, okay. and Neathanol's behind Severin on the right. Yep. Oh. Uh, anything he's doing this round? Uh, he will be preparing. Oh, done. Um, Askel, you are currently here. That that's where you're currently standing. Is that right? And what are you doing? Um. He will just be defensive. He's got his cutlass out. Um, he's already got his shield cast. Um, just uh, defensive opportunity action. Oh, done. Yeah. Uh, life is not with us. Mithan. Mithan was um, pretty much there, but perhaps more to, a little bit to the left. So she's the left of the centre of the line that goes up the hallway. She, yep. She would want to take a shot at it, I she's, believe. If, yep. She's crouching down, but but that's fine. Um, you know. Yep. You, you yep. Yep. And then she's going to reload and move. Give me a shot, please, Nia. Uh, Mathan, go for it. Oh, great! A ten. A ten. Not a Not a fumble. Not a fumble. Not <laughs> a fumble. The composite bow, hundred and ten with a ten. Uh, Wooshka. Um, you do it. A whopping two hit points, and it uh, doesn't seem to like it. <laughs> uh, and then she so then she's, yep. she's reloading and moving um, back around the uh, back around the left hand side of the statue, wanted to get out of the way, expecting it's going to come through. So she just want to be in front of it. Yeah, going back further. Yep. Doesn't want to be in anyone else's way, though. So, is that in anyone else's way? Oh, we'll call it no at the moment. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, Grey Rough Wind. Uh, he will also be um, defensive, ready to go, but I think he'll come in a bit more. Sure. Tell, um, me, tell me where. Yeah. Uh, uh, come down. Down. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, uh, yes. Um, off to the side of that door and then down below that character who I can't quite see. I think it's... I don't think we're arranged as we actually are. Yeah. It's alright, it's gone all grainy. I've lost them now. Oh, really? Yeah. It should be to the left of the door below the character by the left of the door. Ah, you were, um, you were already to the left of the door, Rascal. Cool. Okay. So, grey. So. Uh, it's grey. Grey. Oh, grey. Yep. Right. Yeah. Sorry, went super grainy. Can't quite see. But um, just coming back more. So, yeah. About, about there? So, yeah, but still in line with the door being opened. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Okay, cool. Great. Lovely. And any any action this round? No, no, just just ready. Um, axe at the ready. Cool. Keros. Keros wants to fire her ice bolt. Yep. So she's crouching down to do this because the door's half open, but she can certainly do that. Uh, give... Can I still do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, she's certainly prepared long enough. Go for it. Twenty six plus, I think, eighty six. Eighty six. Um, Hang on, let me just double check in case it's more. It might be more. Pretty sure that's it. It's eighty seven. Eighty seven. Cool. Spellers. Uh, somewhat successful. Um. Oh, I uh, meant to ask Mithan, was that um, arrow that hit, hit it, was it a magical arrow? No. Okay, thank you. In that case, it was only two hits per round. Um, uh, yeah, wham! So that was a good a good shot, Keros, with your ice bolt. Bam! Uh, four in an A, please. Roll the A critical. Is a large creature crit. Okay. Go for it. Forty three. Forty three. Large creature crit. So let me just check that. You do another 18 hit points. Okay. And that's it. Next up is Nicholas. Um, he's going to make sure he's back by the the pit door. Oh, that's where he is. Great. Um, he's going to see if he can distract it, whatever, with the whispling and have the whispling fly into its face to attack it, wanting to be the bright light that's going into its face. Yeah, sure. Give me a roll. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but he's main, the main purpose is distraction, I reckon. Um, Twenty-five plus ninety, and that's a small grapple. Oh. Um, 
you do it one, count it uh, <laughs> one hit point of damage and yep. in and sec in an A crit roll the crit oh. please imagine that large creature crit go for it 21 sorry 21 yep 2 1 uh you do it another 10 hits awesome and it gets really annoyed at the whispering right it's uh it, it i don't think it even notices no. <laughs> um it lives in the dark right yeah there's a slight kind of uh <laughs> okay yep there is irritation but yep doesn't really notice uh So this thing do, yeah, just keeps moving. Uh, Tanya. I would like to shoot. Go for it. With, with a flaming arrow. Go for it. Magic. Magic arrow. Oh, make a roll, please. Oh. 28. 28. Uh, I need a better one. Um, longbow plus 101. Arrow plus, uh, I think, 25. Hang on, I'm just checking. Oh, really? Uh, plus 20 and a firebolt. Yep. Uh, so plus 121. Um, okay. Um, that does, that, yep, that does hit it. Uh, smack for eight in an A puncture. Roll the puncture crit, please. This is a large creature crit. Uh, but magical. You're on. Oh, fuck. Eight. Eight. You do it four hit points. And the fire? Fire just going. Sorry, roll the. How, how does it work, please? It's just a. Um. It's firebolt. Firebolt. Okay, sure thing. Roll the firebolt, please. Rolling very well there. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh. And you use your bow with that, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, you do it five hits, five more hits. Um, it uh, looks, can she move? It looks slightly irritated. Yes, where does she move uh, to? She's going to move, uh, move back uh, to behind the statue, but yep. alongside the statue, and she's going to line up a second shot up over the, just over the lip of the plinth. 
So she, if you imagine she's crouched behind it, but with her bow got it. over the top to the side of it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got sure. it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. Uh, Severin. Severin is to the right of the door. Immediately to the right of the door. Other right. Okay. Uh, so he's closest to the door. Um, um, and he would like to. You're saying they've est we've estimated that it won't attack next round. It'll attack the next round after. Is that right? You, yeah, you think so? I mean, it's it's not doesn't appear to be particularly fast moving. Uh, he'd like to activate the other spell on his sword. Okay, please make a roll. No preparation. I suffered an item. Yep, you still got to prepare. Uh. Okay, he won't do that then. Um, he will prepare Adrenal Strength. Cool. Unless it's an instantaneous spell. Like yeah. A, I mean, no, uh, no, 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 the actual nature of the spell, if it's an instantaneous spell, you obviously don't need to prepare. But if... Uh, the spell is... Um, Self-Aura. And which is a spell you need to prepare for. So yes, you need to prepare for it. Okay, uh, then he'll uh, prepare Adrenal Strength. Cool. Done. Done, done, done. Uh, Demos is not with us. And Bofo the Hobbit is dead. Um, it's three minutes past ten, folks. Uh, I am very happy to keep going. I'm also very happy to call it there. What are people to do? Oh damn it! I didn't have the um, the dice rolls on. That's annoying. Recording. Never mind. I'm happy to keep going, but same. Happy to stop if we need to too. Oops. I'm happy to go for half an hour. But... Um, I'm happy to yeah. about like quarter past. I don't want to be a killjoy. Yeah, yeah, I can do quite a fast. Okay, one more round. Yeah. If you let us live. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with me, Star uh, Jada. Purely the dice. That is the end of the rounds. Let's see what happens at the end of next round. Uh, round two, rolling initiative. Or computer rolling initiative for you. That last round, I'm sorry, I didn't have the dice rolls up, but if you look at the screen now, just, um, just as a heads up, guys, uh, if you are looking at the map, and you don't see the dice rolls, um, please let me know because I've just got to change a different view on my um, on my uh, on my recording software. Thank you. Alrighty, Ethanol, um, you're up. It's horrible thing. It's kind of. Hello, Ethanol. Nathanel was preparing as they I don't know for how many rounds though because she when she when we were all getting into formation she started to prepare so I, I don't I'm, know how many rounds I, I'm, I'm more than happy for her to be fully prepared yep with that last round uh, okay well she'll cast um, uh, blur blur sure thing you're on
question. Hmm. Can um, in terms of ambush, um, can you that does that work on large creatures? Yes, but you've got to be not expecting surprise an them. Yeah, yeah, you've got to surprise them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, actually, no, I don't think she will. Um, thinking about it, uh, I think she'll hold that. She'll hold the spell for around and cast next. Okay, she is fully prepared now. Yeah, but yep. no, because she wants. She's gonna. Yeah, she's gonna wait till it's a little cool. bit closer. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, Jada, anything for you? Well, I don't have any long-range weapons, so I just can't do anything really, but just prepare and hold my quarterstaff out there ready and pray. Okay, sure thing. Um, Keros. gonna fire again please okay no no prep which is plus zero for you go for it but i don't need yeah i don't need to do the prep thing no nope, but again it does give you a bonus but yep give me a roll you for 66 nice plus 87 66 wham um that is a good roll. That's a nine and a C. Roll the large creature magical crit, please. Give me a roll. Okay. Oh, 13. 13. You... Thirteen. Another eight hits. A bit lucky with his rolls, something. With my thirteen, very no, unlucky. We, we needed your attack roll as your crit um, roll because six is, sixty-six. But the, is yeah. But the, the shock of the uh, ice bolt was a, certainly effective. Uh, next up, Etienne. Uh, he's preparing. Yep. I mean, fair to say you would have all prepared by now, but. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let me just check the range of the spell. Um, so he's okay. He'll hang on. He needs to get within ten foot. Uh, <laughs> ten foot radius. That's quite close. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good, does it? Anyway, well, so be it. Um, you know, he may as well hold okay. until he gets really close. <laughs> cool. Askel. Hello, Askel. Oh, sorry, I will put the microphone down. No um... Uh, no, uh, nothing from Eskul, but uh, defensive, ready to oh. go. Uh, sure thing. Grey, anything from Grey? Uh, nope, just emptying the axe, ready to go. 
Nicholas. Uh, before my turn, did I just was checking with Kiros if Kiros moved, and did she, Alex? Uh, she would tell you if she did. What are you doing, okay. Nicholas? She did in the chat. Oh, she did in the chat? Yep. I ducked out of the way. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll give you it if you put it in the chat. Where did, where did you go to? Um, You're currently there. Oh, it's so blurry. It's a bit grainy. Why is it Just so to the, grainy? to the left. I don't know. Maybe it's the weather and the internet and the the climate change. I'll just try turning off. It's it's okay. It's okay it, it, now. Yeah, it clears up once it's still. Okay, I'll just reshare it. It's not all the time. It's just every now and then. Okay. I just moved out of the doorway to the to the left, please. It so seems seems to get get rainy yeah. or blurrier, Chris. Um, every time you have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> thank you, Kiros. About there, yes. You're, you're there, Kiros. Yes, please. Okay, yes. Cool. Sorry, talking thank to you. myself. Cool. Uh, so, Nicholas. Ah, same again. Same again. Sure. Trying to distract. Yeah. Uh, Seventy plus ninety. Please don't kill my monster with a whip. I know. I know. Well, I doubt that you can, but um, uh, you do it three hit points. And a B, roll the critical, oh. please. Oh, the B. Uh, 45, 4-5. Uh, 18 hits. Is it nearly dead? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Nicholas will uh, move back a little bit more. I think I can't quite see where he is, but he's just—he's just really wary of getting too close. Is that door still there? Sorry. Is that the rest of that door sort of still there? It's pretty damaged and broken, isn't it? This one—the one that you came in oh, through. No, yeah. He'd—he'd yep. he'd take cover behind it a little bit. I mean, he'll still peek out round the side, but. Just... Okay. There's a gout of flame from down below you from the from the dog thing in the pit. Okay, so he won't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should maybe we should introduce these two. Well, that's a good idea. Would, or do you think they'd actually just gang up on us? Tanya, you're next. Tanya, ah, oh, right, uh, right. She's going to have another crack with a flaming arrow. Go for it. At this time, it's going to be spectacular. Go for it. Just saying. Seventy-six. Get on. So that's 76, plus 101, plus 20. Plus 20, sure. Uh, wham. Uh, that is 11 in a D. It's a large creature, what's well, a large creature magical crit. Roll the crit, please. Right, right, here we go. 50. Oh, 50, God. 50, another 18 hits. And it's 50, of course. And it's 50. Uh, Thank you. We'll come to that in a tick. Um, and. Let's get some experience points before I die. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, and the. Heat. 
Uh, no, you oh, are. Sorry, keep... sorry. What was the damage from the fifty? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Eighteen. Eighteen hits. Eight. And eighteen. Okay. Yep. Um. Eight. And the five volts attack. Give me a roll, please. Thirty-eight. Uh, eight and a, and a B. Roll the crit, please. And it's a magical crit. Now will be good. Now will be good. Seventy-three. Seventy-three. Um. Yeah, I mean, she. She. She hits it, and there's this gas of flame along this this creature's side. And had this thing been alive, like so many of the creatures, the horrible things you fought here, that should have slowed it. This thing isn't alive. It keeps coming. Another, uh, another 13 hits. Uh, we'll come back to the 50 at the very end of the game. Um, and... Smithan. Ah. Mithan will uh, move in, take a shot, move away again, and reload. Done. You're all, please. Jeez. <laughs> the two this time. It's a two. I believe that's a fumble with a bow. Yes. Roll the fumble, please. Oh, 77. That's not great. <laughs> Um, <laughs> your bowstring breaks. You oh, lose. Well. You lose six. Your call. You lose yeah. six rounds while restringing the bow if you have a second string, or two rounds while drawing a new weapon. No, uh, six rounds or two rounds. Does she have another bowstring? In her in her pack, yeah. Okay. So, but, uh, but... what does she do, Pete? Nah, nah. She'd should draw sword and shield. Okay. That's two rounds to draw. Drop both, the bow. Or... Yeah, that's two rounds to drop it. Uh, yeah, two rounds to draw sword and shield. I'll give you that. Awesome. Okay, I have to remember that for next time. Yep. Well, we got very handily. We have a recording. Ah, excellent. Yes. Uh, Thank you. This thing just keeps keeps on coming. Um, oh, she was going to move out of the way. Is that still possible, or just after that disaster? Nah, she's, nah, just... she's standing right there for the next two, uh, two rounds. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and Severin, what are you doing? Uh, he's doing a double adrenal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got his sword. He's he's focusing his strength uh, okay. on when that thing comes into sight. Done last is that uh last roll of the game graham is to find out what that 50 produced oh. <sighs> is that anyway 10 hopefully low is shit another naked semi-naked halfling please i um Yeah, sometimes I just shake my head and wonder at whoever came up with this chart. It wasn't me. Um, 
Here you go, in chat. What? <laughs> the puzzle finger's so big the party can't see the rest of the... I like to imagine it's a middle finger too. Basically. Wow, okay. Yeah. And it just kind of does it... floats past you all. Does it does it Finger. go in the does it go in the direction of the creature? Does not. Yeah. Sure. Um there we have it guys, do we call it there? Another round, your call. Yeah, I've been Oh, I need my bed. Sorry team. Yeah. Good job. We're into All it. Right. Nice one. We got down the stairs. That was good. <laughs> I, I was frightened for a moment. That was all we were going to do. This mission was walk down yeah. the stairs. <laughs> so anyway. I was, I was reading in the um, uh, Dungeons and Dragon New Zealand group. Um, one of the guys went and saw the new Dungeons and Dragons movie, and he said, um, he said overall it's pretty good. There's something that was so wrong with it. Like for example, that they they opened the door in less than forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs>